Hello. Hello. Bonjour. I, I, what's happening there? <laughs> well, it's called podcasting. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you, are you not getting an echo? Is that just me? No, I think it's I think just it's you. Just I'm not getting one. If it's not recording, it'll be fine. I'll just live with it. It'll be like the voices in my head. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling unwell earlier on. I just had normal poo bloat. Oh, okay. I had a, I didn't know if it was like nervous or something. And I thought, why would you be nervous? That's really weird. <laughs> I, but I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> I, it's not so much nerves as I don't, I don't like recording. One of the podcasts I do, I do on Skype mm-hmm. as well. But I find it really weird not seeing someone across a table because that's how we record the other ones I do. Mm. Uh. So that's a little bit strange. And also it's it's midnight and I was listening to a bit of Andy's earlier on and he said that he wasn't sure if he'd stay awake because he'd had a bit of whiskey. Yeah. And I got quite angry because I deliberately, there's a bottle of uh, of uh, cider in the fridge <laughs> and I deliberately didn't drink it and had a coffee instead because I was worried about dropping off. So. Aww. <laughs> I feel like I'm inconveniencing you now. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God, no. I, the, uh, if I wasn't podcasting, I'd probably be up till two in the morning anyway because I don't sleep. It's just because I had to be up that I started worrying about it a little bit, I think. <laughs> yeah. I do that thing, you know, when you like have to get up for like a delivery or to go to work slightly earlier for some reason or something, and you have that panic that you're not going to hear your alarm, so for some reason you wake up two hours before it's due to go off, panicking that you've missed it. <sighs> that hardly... That doesn't really ever happen to me, because what I do get on a daily basis is I'm supposed to get up early and walk the dogs, and I almost never do, so we've got the most neglected <laughs> dogs in the world. And... um Aww. And also, I've got the uh, the one of the most patient wives, but also... I. I wake up almost every morning to this very mild, disapproving look from her because I didn't get up earlier and wake, wake the dogs, walk the dogs. I'll warn you now, if uh, the dogs are in their beds in the kitchen, but they might get wound up by me podcasting, so if they start barking, I'll let them in here and it'll all be fine. Okay. Oh, that's fine. That's all right. Also, also, my computer is saying it's too slow to make a Skype call, but it kind of always says that. So, <laughs> so hopefully everything will be okay. How's it been going? How are you two? You've been doing this for hours now. Fifteen of them, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Just I know. a few. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm doing better than I thought I would, to be honest. I was very concerned. I, I felt very sick this morning uh, mm. and forewent the idea of breakfast because um, I genuinely thought I was going to fuck everything up like instantly. I thought I'm going to log on and the thing's not going to work and I'm not going to be able to broadcast and then I'm going to cock up all the time differences and throw up live on air or something Uh, (laughs) so I was very panicky this morning but now that I feel calmer it's much better because I'm not um I'm not terrified uh now I am started slowly getting wound up again though in the lead up to speaking to Adam Hughes at stupid o'clock tomorrow morning oh Uh, you've talked to him before though haven't you only very briefly um at a con and it was super briefly (laughs) It's like, here, would you sign my book? Why, of course, madam. What's your name? Stacy. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) So bad. I've seen you talking to him online. I guess this is the first. I I think I thought there was an episode that you'd done with him, but this is quite. I mean, you'll be fine. It's okay. This is your way of pushing through the social anxiety, isn't it? The podcast. Well, it's it's a, it's an attempt. I'm just worried what my sleep deprived mind will say. You know, what will fall out of my mouth at seven fifteen tomorrow morning. 
I'm going to walk my, walk out my mouth right about now. Well, oh, you don't need to worry about that with me. Excellent, that's fine. all right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so not good at talking to people, and, and people always find that strange because I do so much podcasting, but I've got a list of things in case we run out of things to talk. <laughs> and, and at the top of it, I've actually written, how, how are you doing? So I can scratch through that. <laughs> And also the thing about Andy Ewington, because the thing is that um, I I like forget to ask people if they had a nice birthday or if their kids are okay or all the things you're supposed to do. I forget, and it's not that I don't care. It, well, it kind of is a bit that I. It's not that I don't care. It's I'm not sure I'm capable of caring. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I might be oversharing. Uh, well, if it helps, I haven't had a birthday since last September. Uh, and I don't oh, have any kids, so mm-hmm. I think you're safe. Am yeah, I, I'd, have noted, I'd have noted that down, probably. If... My birthday was the end of June, so that's well and truly gone. So that's Not really, it's well, only 12 days. Weeks, it? Yeah. 12 days. 12 days. I call that the wrong end of June. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm early June. I, I Yeah, I, uh, I'm a Gemini, and I don't really believe in astrology or anything like that, but I still think Gemini's kind of the best. It's all right. I think cancer is the best. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not not, a, not a sentence. Yeah, it's not a sentence you often want to say, obviously, yeah. but as a star sign, I think it's pretty awesome. It's like the opposite of what you see on loads of T-shirts and, <laughs> and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah. And well, adverts, I'm, I'm yeah. a Virgo, and uh, what I find really odd about, because I don't believe in any of that sort of nonsense either, but a lot of the descriptions of Virgos kind of fit. Like, so it's like, well, it's interesting that you should say this about me. However, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, I wonder if it's like, is it like non, is it nominative determinism or something like that? Where like maybe some sort get, of self-fulfilling prophecy. You yeah, think, you Ooh. get told it a lot when you're younger, and you just kind of fit. Because Gemini, lots of Gemini fits for me as well. Mm. And um, I don't know if I've, I, I go on about this quite a lot around my birthday, but I share a birthday. Like, this isn't on my list of things to say. So if I. <laughs> Stop talking nonsense. That's it's um, fine. The I share a birthday with Tom Jones and Prince. Well, Tom Jones and Prince share a birthday with me. Really, <laughs> is how I see it, and I, I've always thought that's quite cool company to be in because when I was a teenager, I kind of not not style wise or talent wise, but I always kind of associated a bit with Prince. Mm-hmm. I think because he seemed tortured, and I always felt a bit tortured. <laughs> And you I, went and saw him, didn't you? I did. I adore Prince, like, full on. As soon as Raspberry Beret started playing, I went mental. <laughs> like, full on mental. He's so wonderful live. Like, I, it's not... You can't form words about... It's just you have to see... It. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's so goddamn funky. It is... It's weird, because his um, oddness is so pervasive and that's what he's so well known for but then you see i can't remember what the song i think it was a Jimi hendrix song and about a year or so ago i was watching a video on youtube that was all of these different uh famous guitarists on stage doing some famous rock song uh something by Jimi hendrix or stairway to stairway to heaven or something and they were all amazing and then Prince came out, who nobody really thinks of as this amazing musician. They think of him as the weird guy who didn't use his name for all that time. <laughs> and mm. and he came out and just was nonsensically amazing. He was yeah. just he just blew them all off the stage. He <laughs> is full on wonderful guitarist, like, and like he plays the piano as well. He's like, what? Hey, why have you got so much talent? That's not fair. <laughs> 
it, it, he plays, a, I think, quite a few of the instruments, and I think he only had the band. He only had the band back when, so because he couldn't do it all on stage, I guess. He's mm. just incredible. Yeah. And um, and uh, there there are more connections as well, not between me and him and Tom Jones, but both <laughs> of them have done songs on uh, on uh, Tim Burton movies. They've both covered each other's songs, I think, maybe. I feel like that's happened, or maybe only Tom Jones has covered Prince's. So they're like twins, mm. except one's like a leathery ball bag looking <laughs> fake tan, <laughs> an older twin. I don't know how that would work. No. I don't know. This, um, I really shouldn't have gone off my list, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I've barely spoken about anything sensible today. <laughs> There's been a lot of nonsense. It's been good. <laughs> I haven't. I, I didn't. Um, I actually had a bit of a nap earlier on as well. I was really. It's really weird that I was so worried about falling asleep because <laughs> I'm. I normally hardly sleep at all, but I did have a little bit of a nap at lunchtime, and um, I wasn't going to mention it because I felt like that'd be mean. But I've just done it, haven't I? No, it's absolutely fine. I am um, earlier. Bevis was tweeting about how he was like going to bed, and he was like, "Not to rub it in or anything, but I'm off to sleep." Ta-ra! And I was I like, "Saw that you git." <laughs> He's a charmer. I love Bevis. I love that guy. He's lovely. He's literally. I think he's one of only two artists who's ever actually. I've I've kind of worked with a few different artists on comic stuff, but only two of them ever actually got done. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of them was a, co- a, a two-page comic strip for the girly comic, um, and the artist on that sadly is, is uh, died. Not to do with doing my comic; it was a little <laughs> while afterwards. And then um, and Bevis did uh, the strip that I did for uh, the other Stacy, the other podcasting Stacy's mm-hmm. anthology. <laughs> and um, I apparently forced him to draw horses. Yeah, he's which, not happy with horses. No, no, and. I don't know why she put us together on that. I don't know. Because <laughs> there is a very horse-heavy story, I think. Um, <laughs> Maybe that wasn't part of her initial questioning, like, is there anything you can't draw? <laughs> that should have been her opening gambit to each artist so that she could link them up better, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking was. But I love him. I love... Mm. I. You can, you can sort of tell... Um, and I found this when I did the other episode with you... Which I think was one of the. We need to do another one of those at we some do. point. As stressed out as I am by Skype recordings and stuff, <laughs> um, the uh, the thing with Bevis is, if you get on well with someone, you can literally talk about stuff that you're not that fussed about. And we talked for hours at a thought bubble about um, Gail Simone's DC comics because mm-hmm. because he love he loves her. And I don't really, I haven't really read, I mean, I like her on Twitter and everything, but I don't really read any DC books anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just, I was just letting him talk. I I think you can tell, I don't know, how much I like someone from how much I listen. I'm not how much you're willing that. to listen to them. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a weird one with Gail Simone, because uh, the stuff that I like of hers, I am in love with of mm. hers. But there's stuff that I just think, eh, about like, like I wasn't keen on her. Um, Firestorm. Yeah. Firestorm wasn't. I it? want to say Firestorm. Yeah. I... But I don't really like Firestorm as a character. Mm. So it's probably not uh, a great example. But like, I think one of her biggest issues is that she writes everybody like they're Wonder Woman. Like <laughs> the way they speak and like 
she doesn't write how people naturally speak, which I find odd because her Twitter feed is very conversational. Mm. <laughs> it's like, hmm, strange. The clouds are doing a thing outside. They're just parting around a very full moon. It seems ominous. That's <laughs> um, quite cool. So I'm going to turn into werewolves. Yeah, look. Fun. It's proper frightening. Does, does that ever happen, like that, the werewolf yeah. thing? Uh, I, I haven't come across any um, werewolves in Great Bar, but um, I've never really looked. <laughs> we had a thing. I've kind of I closed the curtains a little while ago. It was really light until quite late tonight. Um, mm. That's a little weather update for you. <laughs> a little weather update for the past. <laughs> but but we're, we're quite we're quite near the big park in Southampton. The big it's called the Common, mm-hmm. um, and we're quite near it. And they had this weird big concert on today and we could hear it when the wind changed and um i don't know who all of the people were but i think the ones that really stuck out because i'm old were um level 42 <laughs> billy ocean and bananarama were all playing <laughs> so we kept we kept getting that floating in oh. through the window it was see very- that that sounds a lot better than uh, last weekend for us there was um i live not far from um alexander stadium which is where um it is on Perry Park, uh which is where Wireless Festival was last weekend, which was full right. of garbage music that I do not want to listen to, like <laughs> rudimental and fucking shit like that. <laughs> um so yeah, wasn't impressed when that was wafting through my window quite late in the evening. <laughs> yeah, I, it's that doesn't sound great. I mean the the all day festival things and um we have a lot of this is going to sound really mean-spirited, but because I walk my dogs, especially because this is for charity, but where I walk my dogs on the on the common, which is the the thing I was just talking about, um, dog walkers get really worked up about anything that disrupts their routine mm-hmm. uh, because dogs are assholes. So anything <laughs> that changes changes how you're going to deal with them is is kind of a bit frustrating. And whenever there's like a charity run or something like that, the the whole our whole routine gets disrupted and i'm like oh fucking walk for life or run for life or whatever it is i, I get very very grumpy about it but I we was... can hear them they've always got the big um stage set up the the person the, the like the crappy dj who g's them up at the beginning oh god i hate that i've done uh, the race for life a couple of years um and I, I i ended up giving up because they actually pestered me so much afterwards they pissed me off and i decided i was never doing a race for life again um so they just inundated me with emails and then they started text messaging and then it was phone calls. Do you want to give £2 a month? I was like, was that a 1000 or just raised? Not enough, you cunt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Um, but the, yeah, the couple of years that I did that, they try and get you to do like warm-ups and they put on um, like the world's most terrible pop music and make you jiggle oh, around awful. a bit. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's almost like Mr. Motivator levels of bad. Oh, Who is at yeah, a festival this year, right. guys? Is it Latitude? No, no, is it, um, is it Latitude? It is Latitude, because it's the one that's up the road from me. I love Latitude. Yes. We might be going there next it's year. It's right up the road from me. We went there. My mum bought me and Richard a ticket to Latitude uh, for, as a wedding gift Yeah. Uh, the year we got married. And we went. It's the first time I've been to Latitude and that festival is wicked. I saw Adam Buxton in a tent, for God's sake. I've, I've never been, but it's <gasps> one I keep considering. I know. I know. Because it's... I don't know if you've ever been to Latitude or know of it, but it's like... It's got something like four or five music stages and tents. Yeah. And then it's got two or three comedy tents a stage on a pond where people mm. do plays and things. Plays and musicals go there. There's um, a science tent where they do um, like lectures and stuff. Uh, there's a poetry tent. 
there's a crafts tent where you can go and just like knit shit and draw yeah. pictures and that. Like it's proper good because there's ne- there's never nice. nothing going on. And like we saw um we saw Adam Buxton there. We saw loads of musicians that we absolutely love. Um we went we went for a lecture about I can't remember what it was now, but there was a really interesting mm. science talk that we went to. It was really good. And there was a stage in some trees where a band sang sea shanties. It's wicked. It's <laughs> a really good one. And it, because it's more, it's more mixed art than just one style of music, which mm. is why it's great. It's got the comedy stuff and drama and, and books and literature is yeah. there as well. Um, and drink tents. So. Yeah. And there's a disco shed. Well, I think Mr. Motivate is just, he's one of those kind of, not exactly comedy, but kind of taking a piss slightly. Yeah. Type things, but he'll probably be there to do his Mister Motivator thing. I, I hope suppose. he's there next year when we go. Yeah. But well, if, you, if you're going, if you're going, definitely going next year, then I'll. I'm pretty sure we are because my mum's put some money into my bank account to get a ticket, so <laughs> it'd be pretty shit if I didn't do it. <laughs> Just stolen money off my mum. I was meant to go last year because I think last year Bellowhead was there, mm-hmm. and we met a group of us. We were meant to go together, and then one of them, one of our friends, was a complete wanker and didn't basically get it all sorted and yeah. it all fell through but um some of my friends live around there on have fields and horses and stuff and mm. you could just go and hang out in their back garden and just hear it all oh we saw suede there that was wicked oh man not suede what i have bad <laughs> I, have, I, I have relentless bad memories of suede that might have nothing to do because i think bernard butler's really talented isn't he mm-hmm. is he the guitarist I, I think I think one so. of them is really talented, but I hate Brett Anderson so much <laughs> that it's actually pathological. Um, and uh, and I didn't mind the woman for like Justine Frischman from Elastica that much, even though she's basically identical to Brett Anderson. She's just I, she's like a female version of him. But um, I saw them supporting a band called Kingmaker in Nottingham when I was very young, uh, which was a very long time ago, and no one had heard of Suede. And he was just scowling at the audience, which I think is what he does. And this big fat man got up on stage in front of him and just glared at him. And he didn't know how to deal with it because he wasn't really used to hecklers. And I thought, yeah, that's about right. These guys are tossers. They're never going to go anywhere. And and then they got famous. And I fast forward to the end of my first year at university. And this girl um, I really, really loved. Uh, we went out with each other for two months and then she broke my heart and then uh, in the second year we came back and she was going out with this guy who and they were all into suede and that's all i remember was i was on the outside looking in at all of these beautiful at this beautiful girl and they're all suede fans and i hated (laughs) them (laughs) yeah i can understand that now yeah yeah yeah. I, most of my relationships, my really negative relationships with pop culture, is something to do with a woman. That's that's normally how it works. Um, See, this is why it's great when you like the first guy that you meet, you just end up marrying. That's really handy. <laughs> I, I am. Um, that's the same thing that happened to James that I podcast with, mm-hmm. and he and his uh, he and his wife met each other at school um, when I think. I think the story goes they met each other when they were about eight and they didn't end up with each other then, but then they, because that would have been weird, but then they, uh, they kind of started seeing each other when they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so his experience of relationships and stuff like that is so completely different. 
I yeah, I've um I've got no real concept of dating. Um I cuz I I was thinking about this the other day and I don't know why and I thought like if Rich left me, I'd be so stuck cuz I don't know how to behave around people at all. <laughs> like I'd just be like how do like I'm so suspicious that I think if anybody approached me who I don't already know, I'd be like you're a rapist or <laughs> you're clearly desperate and have already asked everybody else. Like, I wouldn't think at all that they were just vaguely interested in maybe speaking to me because mm. I'm just like, why? Um, but if it, like, I, there's nobody else I actually know, like, in my life at the moment who I would even contemplate, like, having a relationship with if I wasn't with Rich. Mm. So I don't, I don't know how I'd go. I think I'd be single forever because I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. that's, that's like the, I guess that's the combination of you, you already being a little bit like not, you're not antisocial. What's the other word? It's like, terrified like, of people. Yeah, that's like anxiety, <laughs> that like anxiety that amped up with the fact that you have been with the same person for such a long time. Mm. But I mean, I also suffer sweet. from crazy paranoia, like mm. yeah. serious, like friendship breaking paranoia. Both of you weird. I'm going to sit on the floor. <laughs> that's fine this chair is murdering my ass too so <laughs> you're not what's your setup where are you, are you... we're in uh, we're in my kitchen because it's the only place with a stable enough surface for the microphone um mm. so we're sat on these new kitchen chairs that i've recently have that don't um they don't have cushions Mm-hmm. Um, so we've improvised with pillows from the bed, but I've sat on this one so long now that it's flat. It's entirely <laughs> flat. It is doing nothing at all for my butt comfort. So <laughs> I just, I just get that lower back thing, you know, mm. when you've been sitting for a while and your lower back says, fuck you. Yeah. I feel like I could do with a bit of a bend and a stretch. Uh, our, our modern table, our modern like dinner table chairs kind of designed to, cause we went to Ikea with kind of, trying half kind of trying to look for a new dinner table with some new chairs and it feels like they're designed so that you don't spend a lot of time at the dinner table Mm. most of them they're all very hard and they all look lovely Mm -hmm. from a distance but they don't i don't know i'm quite lucky because i've got quite a lot of padding but um Yeah. Whereas uh, we just have dining chairs that have padding. <laughs> well, I was going to say our old ones had padding, but um, this table was given to us for free mm. and has two extra chairs and is slightly bigger. So we were like, yes, please. Yeah. Um, but the old ones were like flat as well anyway from yeah. all the sitting because they were old. So, uh, yeah. To be fair, it's been like, what, 14 hours straight? I was so getting, well, 15, 15 and a half yeah. almost. Yeah. So, did you, yeah. What did you eat? Did you guys eat? Yeah, mm. we um, we ordered takeaway, but we couldn't decide what to have, so we had a, a selection of sides. <laughs> oh, from where? What sort of? Was it Chinese or...? Uh, no, it was a pizza place. We, we went for um, garlic bread, garlic mushrooms, fries, and chicken strips and stuff. My mum's bought... I don't know why, but my mum's bought six cupcakes and there's only three of us. <laughs> One of those is getting eaten soon. <laughs> my mum just shouted from the living room, two each. There's always tomorrow and I've got a long drive home Monday. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of food left out. We we did, uh, we slightly overestimated how much we'd want to scoff yeah. because I was anticipating I'd want to eat in the morning but because I felt so sick. <laughs> I was so nervous um, about the technology failing me. Mm. But imagine that I've been bigging it up nine o'clock UK time. We're going live, and then it just doesn't happen. I'm like, Ugh. that would have been. I mean, that's that's what the main kind of the main reason I don't. I, I Skype kind of stresses me out is I don't have the perfect setup. 
mm-hmm. for because um, I do it all on my laptop because my PC is too loud. So, you know, it makes that horrible buzzing noise. Mm-hmm. And so everything's relying on Wi-Fi and this little crappy laptop. But there's also, um, I, I do a podcast with Steve, who you, who you talked to on one of your episodes a while back, but mm-hmm. I think he's in the middle of, uh, life partner birthday week. So that's probably why he didn't volunteer for this. Um, and I, the, we do a, we do a, a monthly podcast called Unanswered and that's all Skype. And I record my end at this end. And then send it across to him. And last time, this hardly ever happens, but last time I, uh, we recorded it all normally. And then when I went to look at my audio, I basically recorded it through the, uh, the laptop's crappy little built-in mic instead of the nice one. <laughs> that, <laughs> so just... uh, yeah, that, ha- that happened to me when I got this shiny new mic, which is an awesome mic and I love it. Um, the first time I used it, Rich set it all up for me and it was badass and I was like, yeah, this is the king of mics. I love it. The next time I set it up myself and I thought, yeah, Boosh done the same thing as Rich, fine. Listen back to the episode and I was like, why do I sound like I'm underwater? Yeah. It was totally because it wasn't registering that this mic existed. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. It's always something. It's always something really daft like that, and I always forget to have a little in-flight check tick mm. list of things. So it's always either I've not I've not changed the mic over. One problem we always used to have when we recorded um, the the momcast here rather than at the fancy studios at work, um, I always used to have the volume turned right down on the computer for some reason, and I'd forget that that's what I'd done. So we'd spend like 10 minutes trying to work out what was going on, and I'd be getting stressed out because the other two were like waiting, and I was the guy who, who was setting up, and, and that, I find that really, I get really anxious about that. And, um, and so I'd, I'd always fret and it'd take 10 minutes and then I'd realise that I just had the volume turned right down and that was that was the problem and it'd always be something stupid like that. Yeah, it's I did that with this mic because it's got it's a mic and it's also a speaker if you want it to be. Um, but if you turn down the uh, if you turn down the volume on it, it won't pick anything up either. Mm. <laughs> and I did not realise it was down the once and uh, I think that was when I was recording with Kelly Sue. And uh, we had we had a bit of a situation at the like I was so pissed about that because I could have spoken to her for about fifteen minutes longer if I hadn't been a div with my mic. Fucking idiot. That was that was an amazing catch though. I really like. I mean, it was the your your tech technical problems did make it quite a short one didn't they but yeah yeah she's lovely isn't she she really yeah. is i mean she was um we were genuinely like almost throwing up in the queue to meet her at thought bubble like nervous mm. yeah and uh, and i don't know what possessed me to give her my business card and say come on my podcast because i i thought i'll i'll be sick like while she's talking to me but um, it turned out quite well actually yeah, i thought really i yeah. held yeah. myself together fairly yeah. well yeah. that was the day i went to the shire <laughs> Shire. <laughs> yeah, there's um, because like Tolkien's a, a brummy, eh? Um, All right. Uh, a lot of there's like a country park that's apparently where he sort of spent a lot of his time, and you know that he based a lot of the like got a lot of his inspiration for the books from. Um, ah. And so I went to the Shire, and it's really shit. It's just a field, <laughs> literally, literally just a field with a couple of houses around the edge and a mill, uh, and we couldn't even get into the mill because it was closed for Easter. So like, fuck you then. Um, so yeah, uh, we went glomping around the shire looking for hobbitses. We didn't find any. <laughs> no, the f- uh, the first time I, I know you've got you've probably got as bad a mind as mine, so you'll appreciate this. But although I knew you were talking about a mill the first time you said it, I heard milf. And so every time you said it afterwards, 
because it was shut that day and I was just like oh, no I know what she's talking about so just stop thinking that Nick and for God's sake don't say it out loud oh, well done how are you doing with your list by the way oh I haven't I literally okay so um, I haven't really I mentioned Poo early on and I was going to mention Cards Against Humanity because that game it's it's great, but I always end up starting because it's one of those we've got loads of board games, mm. and um, for some inexplicable reason, I nearly always end up starting them. One, it's the oldest person um, starts, and I'm always the oldest person at, at any dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have uh, a one. One is who's the last person on I- on an island, and I'd been to the Isle of Wight, which kind of counts, even though it's basically a rock. Um, <laughs> and Cards Against Humanity, it's always the last person who pooed. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure if it's always me who was the last person or if I'm just the only person who remembers or is willing to say at the, at the dinner table. So, Is that a rule me. in the game? It is, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Have you not... Oh, gosh, have you not played it? I haven't, no. Oh, so it's, funny. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, it'd be difficult to do justice. It kind of... Um, it. I think it started as a game that a bunch of... Uh, self-confessed, complete arsehole American, young mm. Americans came up with to, to keep it's themselves... Like a college game or something, I think. Occupied. Yeah, mm. I think so. They probably weren't the sort of people you'd want to hang around with. Um, but it's... The way it works is you've got all of these cards and they're like a question or a... It's like it's basically blankety-blank. It's basically filthy blankety-blanks. Yeah. <laughs> that... Yes, is, yeah. I, that appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I like it. you put filthy in front of anything, and I'm there. Yeah, but it's literally what it is—just a filthy. If you don't mind a thought, you might go to hell for what you put in as answers. <laughs> uh, blankety blank. <laughs> yeah. Good times. It is. It's um. It, it's pretty good. We and it's it's one of those games that we always we're always in the mood for when people are over because um because we got a lot of games that take a really long time like mm. uh, Risk and no one ever wants to play Risk or the Game of Thrones game because that's basically the whole night. So, yeah. um, I always want to, cause I, I've established I don't like collaborative games or, and I don't like quiz games or, um, games where you have to team up and like Pictionary and stuff like that. I get a bit stressed, stressed out about because you're mm. having to communicate with someone else. But if I can sit there in my corner of the table and plot and not <laughs> talk to anyone else at the table, well, I, nice. I love it. See, I love Pictionary, but that's mostly because I'm actually not bad at like, quick one-off doodles um like i obviously couldn't make a living of it or anything but like i can pretty much communicate what i'm going for the only problem i have with pictionary is when you get that one you pick up the card and it's the one thing you have no idea what it even is so i can't even begin to draw this like literally have no idea what do i do so you just draw daffy duck well and just to run down the time have you ever played the the, like the pictionary travel card game no where's like lots of doodles drawn drawn out (laughs) drawn out on little small individual cards and you're given a whatever the word is and you have to use these little pictures on these cards to to make the word and your team have to guess it oh. so i have not played that that's quite that's, fun i mean i i think of all of those games i probably prefer pictionary because yeah i don't have as much trouble with the drawing as um as some so have you ever played cranium Yes, I yeah. love Cranium. It's harder. I, I haven't played it 
Uh, I only played it for the first time recently, and there's a uh, is there a there's a sort of question in it where you, it's kind of like Pictionary, but you have to have your eyes closed while you're drawing the thing. Is that mm-hmm. cranium? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel like that's cranium. Um, and I managed to uh, I managed to draw Moby Dick with my eyes closed in a way that like everyone got it straight away. So that was quite good. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I I don't need to. It was kind of a whale, and no one was getting it from the whale. Um, uh, so then I I drew a penis. <laughs> Apparently I'm quite good at drawing a penis with my eyes closed. So that was handy. <laughs> <laughs> And Moby Dick just spurted straight out of someone's mouth really quickly. So you had to use spurted, didn't you? Spurted. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid thing is that the two two books or films, if you like, about whales, you only need to draw a penis, and people are going to guess what it is. It's either Free Willy mm-hmm. or Moby Dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's confusing. Aren't those the only two things about whales? Yeah. <laughs> There was a, I don't know if you ever played a game, there was a game called Hoodwinked, which was kind of like Pictionary, but also slightly different in that, A, there were things where you wouldn't have to just draw pictures, you'd have to like do stuff like work out some sort of maths problem or something. But B, the issue you would have is the fact that you have to do it wearing these glasses that make everything upside down and backwards. Oh my gosh. So you're, yeah, it's really off putting because I, I would be looking at Jenny now and she'd be upside down and flip the other way. So it's really freakish. And uh, obviously you're trying to draw a picture and what you're seeing is, is like backwards and the wrong way. So you end up just drawing like absolute nonsense, but it also sends you a little bit cross-eyed. So <laughs> it's like, uh, not a good idea. Isn't that uh, especially when drunk, bad idea when drunk. That's like the whole 3D movie thing for, cause you wear glasses as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. That seems like it'd just be completely useless for, for me. Cause uh, if I, not... I can't see anything without my glasses on, so taking them off and putting novelty glasses on over the top just isn't great. So. Nah. Cranium also has the Play-Doh, the Play-Doh, um, Does question it... type, doesn't it, I think? Is that the one with the little bendy man as well, bendy bob? I don't, I don't, I don't remember a bendy there's, no. there's a game where, uh, I can't remember which game it is now, but it's brilliant, where you have to do stuff like, it's like charades, but you have to use this tiny, like, pipe cleaner doll to do the acting. So you have to, like, if it's, like, fishing or something, you have to, like, bend him around so it looks like he's fishing, and you have to, like, eh. it's pretty good. Uh, I'm oh, not very good at it. You might have just imagined, I mean, that's bendy bob. I've never heard of that. That sounds weird. I'm almost certain that was Cranium, though, so now I don't know what I'm thinking of. I am. Um, it might be an older version of it. I don't know. I um. I worked out, by the way. You know, I was getting that echo at the beginning in the the stupid technical uh, technical issues catalog. I've got. I was listening to you guys with a Doppler effect for about four or five minutes before I worked out that it was because I still had Mixler open. In another winter. <laughs> Do you know what? Do not worry about that. The first time I used Mixler, um, I went upstairs and I said to Rich Wright, to make sure it works with Skype, I'm going to phone Jenny, you text me, you listen to it downstairs, text me and tell, tell me if it works. So I log on to Mixler and I start talking and I say to Rich, you know, does it work? Can you hear me? And I'm getting crazy echoes and I'm like, oh no, I've broken the internet. It's because I've got the Mixler window open <laughs> and my mic is picking up me talking coming out of Mixler. <laughs> it's like fucking it's, idiot. We're not engineers, are we? I mean, it's not like these it's not are like when to know these things. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean I I'm not a I'm a I'm a creative type. I'm a 
free-thinking ideas guy. I'm no good with this technical stuff at all. I ha- also, I'm not that great with the ideas stuff. <laughs> all the, the free-thinking, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What sort, what, uh, what sort of stuff have people been talking to you guys about? What have you been talking about? What's been going on? Um, underpants. Underpants. Um, dog's bollocks. Socks. Socks. Massive dog testicles. Underwear. Charting. Um, you, you've said about three different versions of underwear. Do you know that? Are you aware? Yeah. <laughs> Underoos. Under How many ruse. more can we have? Britches. Um. <laughs> uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Maleficent. Um, oh, what's that like? Is that any good? Maleficent. It, it is, if you pretend it's not Maleficent. Oh, okay, because I see. they completely ruined the character of Maleficent, who's a badass. Um, but Angelina Jolie is, is wonderful in it, and she's got... Like, her cheekbones could slice cheese, man, yeah. in that film. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I like but she just... her in things. Mm, no, I do. There's, there's one or two things I've seen I'm not overly keen on. Mm. Uh, I remember watching Girl Interrupted and wondering why I was watching it. Yeah. It's not good. No. I think I watched that because at that point I hadn't grown out of my Winona Ryder thing. That's acceptable. That's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. yeah. I Whenever people talk about um, a- uh, action films with female uh, leads in them, mm-hmm. I always I always remember that I, I really liked Salt. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, no, I didn't, I but I feel like I should. It's mm. it's not bad at all. It's not like one of the most amazing ones, but she's pretty convincing and it's it's pretty decent. Um, just sank without trace, you know. It's mm. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand what people want. To be honest, you mentioned <laughs> days. You mentioned Days of Future Past, and the love for that film in my timelines was almost unanimous. And I just spent. I got quite upset watching it for some reason. <laughs> I think the problem with things like that, though, is when other people big it up so much, you go in with such massive expectations yeah. that if it's not what you were expecting, it becomes quite sad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and and you sort, of, I guess, for me, um, I already spend a lot of time not quite understanding what what goes on in other people's heads, but thinking about it an awful lot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my version of your paranoia. You know, it's. <laughs> It's not that I, I know that people are thinking bad things. I just genuinely don't know what people want or what they're into. <laughs> and so whenever a film like that comes along or, um, the, uh, the Skyfall was another thing. Um, and people seem to really like it. I'm sitting there thinking, I, I really believe in this. I've got this theory basically that a film is like a magic trick. And if it gets you under its spell early, then it doesn't really matter what that film does. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think maybe that's the thing with some of these films. I just wasn't I wasn't grabbed early, and then so I just spent the rest of the film eye rolling completely to the point where my eyes almost rolled out of my head. And it's kind of um, and so it's so you just end up. And I I've made the mistake of I. I don't have an addictive personality, but I spent, I don't have an addicting. Which is it when you get addictive, addicted to things? Um, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, I've been podcasting too long to comprehend I see. vocabulary. I'm sorry. What, what, <laughs> what I'm saying isn't, I, I don't mean, I'm not talking about whether or not I have a personality that people become addicted to, which of course, obviously, yes, I do. Um, 
<laughs> what, what, what I'm talking about is I don't tend to get addicted to things, but one thing that I did have a lot of trouble with in the, I guess, the late 90s was I spent a lot of time arguing on comic forums with people, mm-hmm. just having those really long conversations on there. And the problem I found as I started spending a bit more time on Facebook, because that is that is where you go to share baby photos with your family. You don't mess Twitter up with that stuff. You do all of that stuff on Facebook. And God forbid that you start emailing or, or actually phoning your family members. You have to keep them at arm's length, which is what Facebook's for. Um, but because I'm on there, I end up having lots of arguments with people that I get on relatively well with on Twitter about films and stuff like that. Not, not arguments, just, just disagreements. Um, I, I never actually tell them that they're wrong uh, as such. <laughs> but they are. They are. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 did you guys like Days of Future Past? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. Did you really, really like the bit with Quicksilver in? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I really, I, yeah, really like yeah. the bit with Quicksilver in. Yeah. Um, and, and then there was loads of other stuff that kind of I just couldn't, couldn't get on board with. And because mm. I couldn't get on board with it, I just, I really like the scene in the aeroplane with, uh, uh, where, uh, Fassbender's going, rah, you left and walked away. And, um, mm. Professor X is sort of like saying, oh, it's a bit unreasonable. You're saying I walked away. That's a, it's probably a bit too soon. I, I couldn't actually walk. I wheeled away. And, uh, they, they kind of have that argument and the planes. And I really liked that, but there were so mm. many other things that I was just like impatient about. And I wasn't sold on the idea of their Xavier ever deciding that walking was more important than his, his, his power. powers, yeah. because I, I, although it's an arc that he can overcome, which is fine, and like mm-hmm. I understand why they did that, and emotionally it was really sad when he was like, "Fucking hell, let's just get the wheelchair, at the fucking wardrobe mm. for shit's sake." Um, Whilst I understand all of that, like the way um Patrick Stewart's Xavier is, you can't imagine that he was ever a man that would have thought walking is more important mm. to me than this cause and, you know, being a mutant. So I found that really strange. Yeah, I, 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 th- I couldn't envision him deciding that those tablets were a good idea. I felt like sticking the two of them, because I, I actually quite liked First Class and I I, mm. I really liked those two key performances in it mm-hmm. and sticking them in the same film as um Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen's Professor X and Magneto just it just really I found it really distracting the contrast between the two of them because they mm. are really first class is really different from X-Men's one and two and mm, three yeah. isn't it um and so stuff like that and I know that it's been done to death arguing about the time travel mechanic at the middle of it, but because it's, because it's what the whole film, it, what the whole film is based around, <laughs> I have trouble, a bit of trouble letting go of it. I'm not really farty about science fiction or anything, but if, you know what, there's this, um, the thing I find with a lot of blockbusters now is, because that sounds really old. Yeah, because films always used to be amazing back in the olden days, but now they're all really shit. Um, the thing I find with a lot of them is that you get... They're kind of written to have... So there has to be a conflict, and each character has to learn something, and they have to go on a certain journey. So things like Professor X's tablet thing that you mm-hmm. just mentioned, it's like the film... The film goes... like Bends its narrative so much just so that you can have the scene with young Professor X and old Professor X 
because mm. who wouldn't want to have those two guys on screen with each other sort of thing mm. and so so but i i'm i just i don't know but the, i think the thing that bugs me more is we went to see edge of tomorrow which i really really liked i really I've, liked heard, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about that so mm. i feel like i should go and put it in my eyes um it's it's pretty good and i think we went to see it a week or so after it it came out and it was already relegated to this tiny little screen at our local Odeon and you know and and um and there were issues with that as well i hate cinemas anyway but um the uh the so they'd stuck it in this horrible little screen where if you're on the first three rows you had to look up you had to angle your neck so sharply and the screen was you know when you're watching um when you're watching a film or something round at a friend's house and they've got quite a big TV, but there's always a couple of people who have to sit at a funny angle to the TV mm-hmm. because there's only one sofa, there's only one main sofa. So some of you are having to see the whole thing on a sliver. And it was like, we went to see a blockbuster film two weeks after it came out and, and they stuck us in a screen at the cinema that's like that. That's not what you paid £10 to go and see. That's no. not what you're paying that money for. Um, but yeah, but I didn't hear that many people talk. A few people talked about Edge of Tomorrow. I think people were surprised that Tom Cruise was in such a good film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, those were my two cinema experiences, and I really liked Edge of Tomorrow. It's daft. It's <laughs> it's it's basically Groundhog Day, but with Starship Troopers mixed into it or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is, really. Especially yeah. when you look at their uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 robot suits that they're wearing, and it's mm. but. Um, who was it? I think it was Timothy Swan. I can't. It it was someone in the uh, like the circle of comicy people I know on Twitter um, mm. was saying that they basically think that's the film that Tom Cruise. If you look at the last ten or fifteen years of films he's been in, he does a bit of everything in there. He he starts out quite sleazy and a little bit cowardly, a bit like uh, the Joe Maguire character. There's a minority report bit in it where he's kind of predicting things that are going to happen and it's all very mechanical. There's like the little, he does the little smiley romantic-y thing, but the romance isn't a huge thing. It's just all of those different, he's running at one point towards the camera. That's something that happens. It's just, it's difficult because he's such a figure of fun and I think rightly so, but he's still, he's one of the very few proper blockbuster movie actors that we've got who isn't just a joke you know uh, bruce willis pretty much will do anything for money now <laughs> mm. <laughs> at this point he'll just show up in anything and um and and tom cruise actually kind of shows up for that film it's really good i was thinking about bruce willis the other day and the surrogates which is actually a pretty good film but what was with that wig <laughs> like he because you know that's about you know people who use robots to go outside for them instead of themselves so that if they get murdered it's like aha i haven't really been murdered yeah, yeah. i'm still in my house um and his surrogate looks exactly like because you can choose for it to look like whatever and his looks exactly like him but with the world's worst blonde wig <laughs> and it's yeah. like if you could choose for it to be anything wouldn't you be like i'm gonna make him infinitely more attractive than me and look like he's got real hair but he just goes straight up just me with a really bad toupee <laughs> it's so weird. It's not a right film, though. That's um, I think yeah, I think I quite like the surrogates. The surrogate, the surrogates is based on a comic, isn't it? Apparently yeah, it's based which on I've not read. No, I, I don't think many people had. I think it's one of those uh, 
it got optioned, but really not that many people had read it. Edge of Tomorrow is based on a, apparently a Japanese book, I think, um, called All You Need Is Kill. So I'm kind of glad they changed the name of it. Um, yeah. But I think The Surrogates is another one that just kind of got overlooked because it's just quite a nice science fiction idea, isn't it? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a particularly showy or loud film. It's um, it's not a massive blockbuster. It's just just a nice idea, and they kind of explore it to uh, explore it to the best of their ability, the same way they do in Edge of Tomorrow. And but they just get swept off the screen by all of these comic movies. God, <laughs> all of these superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought I was totally over them, but then I saw Wolverine the other day. Did you see the Wolverine? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I it, how it felt like it, everyone was a bit excited by the posters before it came out, and then it came out and nobody watched it though. That's, <laughs> I didn't hear oh, people talking about it at all. I saw it at the cinema, and it was one of those films that I was like, "It's a bit slow to start, but then when it really kicks in, it's pretty damn badass." And um, you know, of course, Hugh Jackman—that's always mm. good to watch. And, uh, and it's a little bit silly in places, but that's fine. It's a, you know, he's a Wolverine with a metal skeleton. I mean, <laughs> come on. We're not, we're not gonna, you know, argue about the physics of the fight on top of the train and things when look at him, you know, he's got claws coming out of his hands. Um, I thought it was really pretty good. I thought, I thought the bullet train bit was in like, what I was thinking when I was watching it was, wow, I, th- I thought I'd literally seen so many fights on top of trains that I would never be excited by one again. Mm-hmm. But it, it is silly, and the physics are probably a bit silly, but it's also... It's just like they seem to be really enjoying making that film, which mm-hmm. you don't always get from um, big adaptations or big blockbustery films. They're, they can be very mechanical, but that one's just really... I thought it was great. I mean, they do have a little bit of that there has to be a big robot at the end. Yeah. You know, there has oh, to be I kind of love the Silver Samurai, though. It's pretty, yeah, but pretty I think awesome. it, it worked pretty well. I think the the only thing, people, uh, a few people said that the final act was a little bit weird, and um, I think maybe it's because the rest of it was so down-to-earth, kind of, even the bullet one, except for the bullet train bit. Um, it was all quite, like, character moments and stuff like that, and mm. then suddenly there's this big CGI thing at the end. But, yeah, it worked fine for me. I really liked it. Um I don't know, but but it's the one that I haven't heard loads of people going on about. And I think it's because a lot of people were so put off by X Men Origins Wolverine that they're like, "Fuck it, bored now," yeah. and didn't bother, uh, which is a shame because I actually think it's a it's a it's a really good film. I'm not going to say it's better than X Men Origins because I'm one of the few people in the world that loves that film. Yeah, um, the but, first Wolverine one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have loved it more if it wasn't so bloodless. It's really weird having Sabretooth in a film and it not actually being violent. I, I really well, liked, yeah, that's... I really like that guy as as Sabretooth, though. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Leave Leave Schreiber. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Mm. I, I liked him. Whereas in the in the first X-Men film, it was just some wrestler, wasn't it, who didn't mm. say anything. And Yeah, I wasn't keen on... There was a few casting choices I didn't like in the first few X-Men, but, like, I can't get behind Juggernaut. Like, <laughs> fuck off, yeah. The Juggernaut's the, fa- the Juggernaut's the famous one, though, isn't it? He's the... Whenever yeah. anyone says... Because uh, I, I found him... 
I found with X Men Days of Future Past that I was saying to, I was saying to a few people, um, that actually I didn't, because it seems like the big deal in that film is that it completely ignores X Men Three or it writes it out of history or whatever. But I, there were bits of X Men Three I quite liked. I really liked the Phoenix Force, like when she, when she'd make things disintegrate at a molecular level. I thought that was amazing. And the mm. fights were really, some of the fights were really good, not the ones with Juggernaut in. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I did, the thing about X-Men Days of Future Past is the, the big fights in the future are all really impressive. All of my, I don't know why it looks so much like the Mortal Kombat films, why the, why the future looks like that. Yeah, it's pretty grim. But the, um, the zippiness and how they all use their powers uh, is really cool. Mm. But you know, in the final, the final scene where the, you're seeing them fighting the Sentinels again, mm-hmm. um, I I never thought I'd end up saying this, but I was I was so tired of seeing characters just being disemboweled and killed. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we get it; they're all going to get wiped out again. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was uh, Magneto that got me. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh. Bit of when, when Storm got a spike through the chest. Yeah. And Bobby had his head popped off. <laughs> Didn't that happen a couple of times? It did happen, yeah. Poor Bobby. Well, that's it. it happens at the beginning and at the end, doesn't it? Yeah. That's the yeah. thing, and it's kind of and in both scenes, it's kind of well, it didn't really happen though, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Which is kind of, um, I don't. Halle Berry is Storm. Just mm. and the way she's filmed, it just winds me up so much. It, it has mm. done, I think, in all of them. A little mm. bit. But even she knew that it was bad, and she knew that, that Storm is meant to be a much bigger, stronger character. Mm. And she basically blamed the writing as well. Cause, and a lot of it is in that, but couldn't you just made it better through your acting? Well, there's, I mean, there's that, mm. yeah. she's. Yeah. I think Halle Berry, I think, has she got an Oscar or an Oscar nomination or she something? She got an Oscar for Monsters Ball, I think. Yeah, she did, because it was the year that Sidney Poitier got his honorary Oscar. Yeah. And Denzel got his... And then I think she did X-Men not long after. And yeah. I think she, she kind of, there were stories that maybe she felt uh, that she was a little bit better than the material. But she's mm. still Halle Berry. I mean, she's not like. Yeah. She's not mm. a great actress. <laughs> no. No. I don't, I don't think they wrote Storm particularly well. But then I think that. Well, they gave her nothing in Days exactly. of Future Past. She nothing barely says a word. Um, and then just dies. It's <laughs> I liked, I liked Storm and Jean in X-Men 2 with Nightcrawler. Mm, that I was, remember. They were quite good. I love Alan Cumming. So, yeah. And him as Nightcrawler, that was that was good. The, uh, the, my favourite bit from X-Men 2 is probably still the Assault on the Oval Office. Is that the first scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. I think that's just really, really good. But it's... um, Yeah, it is, it is funny. Because Storm's like... I, do you listen to uh, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men? No. It's really... I mean, we kind of end up name-checking it on pretty much every every podcast we do, James and I, because we're kind of obsessed with it. Um, it's... And I, and I haven't read... I'm not... I haven't really read X-Men comics religiously in a really long time, but I did read them as a kid, because that was... Like, Kitty Pride was just... was amazing to me as yeah. a as a teenage boy, and... Um, in the 80s so um and all of that 
it's kind of like racism, but it isn't racism stuff. That was just, you know, completely crazy for me growing up. Um, and listening to them talk about it, what they do is they kind of examine, um, examine the comics quite, uh, quite closely certain runs of it so they don't spend loads of time on the original x-men but then once wolverine and everyone turns up they start deconstructing each uh each uh run in the comics even if you haven't read them it's quite a well put together podcast they're quite funny and quite clever and everything mm-hmm. um but listening to them talk about storm and all of that stuff <laughs> sp- specifically you're right there yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry no it's fine um i i do a I do a the the uh, James that I do the podcast with always has the worst sort of cough. It's just I'm sometimes worried that he's going to die while we're recording. So, um, so I'm just I'm used to showing concern. It's fine. Oh, it's um, that time of night where your hay fever gets to your chest and you're like, for fuck's sake. Um, so excuse me, I go hack a lung and I'll be back. <laughs> Please don't die. No, don't really. That would be if, like hard. wait for Lee because. I get, I get the feeling Lee Gallagher would take that sort of thing in his stride. He's, he's a pretty laid back guy, but it would, it would devastate me. Oh. So don't, don't die. <laughs> don't let you rob, you die. But yeah, just listening to them talk about those old, um, 1980s Chris Claremont X-Men mm-hmm. and, and remembering what Storm is actually like in the comics and how actually completely badass she is, but also how interesting a character she is you know she's claustrophobic she's one of the most sensitive characters in the marvel universe as well as being like the one who you could imagine getting a mohawk and running around like a punk for for the latter half of the 80s um and then seeing what they do with her in the in the movies it's kind of just a bit depressing yeah i don't know i you guys are going to be moving on to something else in a second aren't you we are indeed, yeah. Um, I think the next thing for me will be go to the loo, um, platting my legs a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying really hard to not need to pee whilst I'm actually talking to someone and just like go in between. Um, but it, it's now getting to a stage where I'm drinking so much energy drink to not be asleep that um, that it's just it's not. I'm not going to be able to hold it in. <laughs> but I've, I've got to wait for Jenny to come back so that she can keep everybody entertained. It's not just full of dead air. <laughs> That is the worst sort of weird sort of a cheap Red Bull, um, mm. chemically. Yeah. Well, the the drink that I've got as well is it's like Sainsbury's cheapy version of a Red Bull, and it smells like you know the day after like a club has had like a really big club night and everybody's yeah. vomed everywhere and you can't quite get rid of all the vomit smell, and it's like a very sweet alcoholic vomit smell. It smells like that. It smells weirdly. Mm. I always thought that smells weirdly like a. You you catch a whiff of it, and for a second it smells almost like a nice Chinese takeaway, and then you get the sugary under, and it's just not very nice. But yeah, mm. I am um, I we I've got a colleague who we yeah, Red Bull cans cost about one pound fifty, the little ones, mm. and they do a cheap version, which is basically the same thing, but it's fifty five p for like the same size can. And so the, I started walking into the office with these, and my colleague who drinks Red Bull. Um, keeps turning her nose up at, at the cheap one, as if Red Bull's not poison in a can. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Oh dear. Well, it's been an absolute delight to chat to you again. It's been lovely. It, it, it yeah. is. It's lovely. You weren't. It wasn't any sort of an imposition. I have been looking forward to it. 
And <laughs> as you know, it kind of the, 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 the tension builds as you're coming up to it. And it's like, am I going to need a poo in the middle of it? Am I going <laughs> to embarrass myself in other ways? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, how long have you got now? You've got... We're at 16 hours. We've just hit 16 hours. Oh, the last eight hours are going to be a doddle. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he says. Fingers you're, crossed. You're going to be fine. You're doing amazingly. Oh, well thanks. Done. I'm very, Nearly very then. proud of you. Oh, I feel thanks. like it's the home stretch now. Yeah, I feel like that, even though eight hours is actually a really long, long time. Like, it's a working day. Yeah. Shit, why did I just put it like that? Now I don't want... Oh. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go, otherwise I am going to wee myself over this chair. Go so, And this is Rich's bed pillow that I'm sitting on. Don't so, wee bed pillow. No, I won't. Uh, yes, it was delightful chatting to you, and um, hopefully I'll get to pounce on you, uh, if not beforehand online, then at Thought Bubble. Oh, God, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hooray. <laughs> cool. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Alright, Gov, how's it hanging? Oh, not bad, mate. So it's time for the late night sexy hour then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was always going to be a sexy hour when you were on. And my husband's okay. not at home. I mean, um, what now? <laughs> okay, so I've been listening for the last hour or so, and the very first words I heard when I tuned into Andy's one was Bullspunk. What the hell? Oh, we were talking about um, yes, the um, the ingredient in uh, 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 the cheap imitation Red Bull that I'm drinking, uh, taurine. Which um, there was a whole uproar online, and a lot of people at work were going mad about it because taurine can be found in Bullspunk. Oh um, my god, really? But, but that's not the only place it's found. That's not where they get it from for the drink. But everybody <laughs> thinks that this drink is made of like animal juice. Um, <laughs> And it's I, I, like, you know, as somebody who works in a nutrition department, I feel like people should be more sensible than this. The government will not sell you spunk in a bottle and say it's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They are evil, but even they wouldn't do that. Yeah, so calm yourselves, people. Um, it's fine. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. so how are you two ladies doing then? Um, I am, I'm at that weird place where I, I could, I could... I could flag um, but I think if I get past this sort of hump if I get to about two o'clock half two I think yeah. I'll pass tiredness and you need I'll... to get through the wall that's where it is yeah it's the wall I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the wall but I don't know whether it's because we've quite recently eaten as well so I'm, I'm sort of I'm very full I'm quite warm and I'm sleepy yeah. all of that combined just makes for like perfect nap time oh my god a moth's flying at my face oh my god get out just get out nobody <laughs> okay. wants you here is Jenny there now? Um, she's just gone to the little girl's room. Okay, then. Um, okay. How, how's she holding up? Pretty well, I think. I feel bad for having asked her to, to do this because I forgot how embarrassing it is to talk to yourself when the other person is in the bathroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty mean of me to make her do that. But um, I needed bathroom cover because I wasn't going to take the mic to the loo with me. Oh, come on, no other podcast do that. It would have made you stand out in the crowd. 
Yeah, but probably not for good reasons. And to be honest, right, you know what? I found Nick was surprisingly reserved then. You know, <laughs> that, that, that would be the type of thing that he'd do, I'm yeah. guessing. Take just, it into the toilet with Just them. go and have a monstrous shit on air. Yeah, but he, didn't, he did not talk about his penis <laughs> once at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you heard Moncast? Do you know, I have, and but I don't think I've ever heard him talk about his own penis. Oh, my God, that's nearly every episode. <laughs> Right, I I listened to I've listened to the, the wrong one ones. Of, one of the okay. last ones. Um and I had to message him as I was listening to it saying this should have been called Wang Talk with Nick Jane and James. It, Lovely. It was brilliant, it was hilarious. Speaking of Wangs. Yeah. How was your trip to Sex Theme Park? Oh, that was the last thing we talked about. It was, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, I was saying to Jenny, I wasn't sure if I should bring it up, given the fact that the reason you were over there was teaching children things about... Yeah. No, I, don't, I know... <laughs> Always I know bring it up. I know at the time, didn't I ask you to um, edit out a bit? Yeah, I did. Case, I had to cut out a little bit. Yeah, in case the employees heard at the time and withdrew the offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it was brilliant. It was very stressful. Um, because the organisation of it just, just was a nightmare. Um, it, they didn't actually book the tickets until um, like the last couple of days mm. before I was meant to leave. And um, even my visa, um, the, like the organisation of getting the visa sorted, um, there was all kinds of cock-ups. Um, the visa didn't come on time, so they had to um, cancel my flight. And <laughs> I ended up going there about five days later. <laughs> Um, but it was brilliant when I got there. I mean, I, the kids were incredible. Oh my God. Um, the school was unbelievable. Just, I've never met a bunch of such talented kids in my life. Um, and they were just all so respectful. Um, just, they were just so lovely to me, you know. Mm. Um, but the only downside was that I had, um, 2080 deadlines at the same time. Mm. So I'd be teaching. In, oh, well, I, I had a, I had a suit. Um, well, I had, I had a waistcoat. I was the waistcoat teacher. I looked brilliant in it. <laughs> I did. Oh god, I never get to wear a waistcoat, and I took every opportunity to wear that damn thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, every time I had to stop teaching during the day, I had to rush back to my my room and just get off the two thousand and eighty stuff until late at night. Um, and that was every day. I was naked. Mm. Um, but um, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook back then, um, what happened on the final day. Um, it was literally about three hours before my flight home. And um, I was playing with my friend's kids. Um, <clears throat> and um, I don't know how this happened, but <clears throat> I was talking to one of the boys. And um, <clears throat> I took my glasses off at one point. I can't remember why, but we were just playing around. And he poked me in the eye. <clears throat> um, what? Really, but really quite hard and you know usually that wouldn't be that big a deal you know mm. you get poked in the eye you find about five minutes a few minutes later mm-hmm. so you know I'm holding my eye and I realise after ten minutes it's not getting better the pain is quite quite bad and um, so I had to tell my friend listen this has happened I think it might be a bit more serious than what I thought um, and then for some reason it was making my, my good eye close over as well Oh, um, to the point where any time I tried to open it, it would make the bad eye hurt. Mm. So I had to put I had a compress on it, um, 
And I had to go and lie down for a while. And he was saying, oh, you know, I think you should go to the hospital. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to the hospital. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not missing this flight home. <laughs> um, because I had the flight to catch the soul. And I'd arranged to spend the night there. Um, and just taking the sights for the night. And then the next day after that, I'd be flying back to England. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying, oh, well, only thing is, no, the doctors there, they won't speak any English either. Uh, I don't want to go anyway to the hospital. Just get me to the airport. And it got worse and worse, my eyes, to the point where I couldn't open both my eyes. Oh, no. I was literally blind. I mean, oh, my God, this can't be happening. So we get to the airport, and my mate's little girl, who's must be about, like, um, I think she's four or five, um, actually took my hand and led me around the airport like a blind person. Oh. And then when I got to the check-in, I had to request a wheelchair. <laughs> was that bad? I was blind. My I could God. open up my good eye. I could force my good eye open for like a second at a time to see where I was going. Mm. Um, but it was getting quite embarrassing because I could tell that my friend and the family just thought I was overreacting. <laughs> I'm making, I was just making a big tip myself. At one point, I was because I was blind, I was reaching out, I accidentally... Grab the boob. <laughs> yeah, accident- accidentally. 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 Yeah. accidentally. Um, so then, yeah, I had to like, I had to say goodbye to my friends. Um, get, got wheeled off onto the plane, and then from that point on, it was kind of scary because I didn't know anyone else from that point on. Mm. Um, I got to Seoul. Um, I had to ask for help getting my bags and then getting into a taxi and then help um, when I got to the hotel getting up to my room. And then I had to close all the curtains and then feel my way around the hotel room. <laughs> and in the meantime, my wife back home was getting worried about me. And um, she had to ask for any advice. And her pharmacist friend was like, told me to put a hot compress, a hot compress on it to yeah. kind of suck out any of the bad stuff. I'd never heard of that before. So I had to feel my way around the room again, find the kettle, all do all that crap. And then, so yeah, I couldn't go out at all. A wasted night in Seoul. Um, Luckily, when I got up the next morning, my good eye, I could open it. So um, I could get home without any help. But it was ridiculous. Oh, my God. That sounds like something only you could do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. The adventurous life of Lee Gallagher. Um, yes, but um, we didn't have time to visit the sex theme parks completely, but we did go on the outside, the, the outskirts of them, where there were lots of sexy statues there and stuff. <laughs> and I do have a photo of um, a statue with its testicles resting on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, yeah, that was an experience. Um, oh, oh, God, it's like, right. Okay, so I'm going on. We're hopefully going on a cruise in September. Mm-hmm. My mother, um, my mother works on a cruise, um, so we'll get a bit of a discount on that. But basically, this but this cruise, it's not the same ship, but the same company um, that my mum works on. Um, last year, um, like once a year, this company tends to rent out the whole cruise ship to certain groups of people. You know, sometimes it could be like a bunch of bikers. Um, who turn up on the cruise ship wearing all the leather gear, but don't bring the bikes. Um, and then this one in particular, this one um, that I got told about was a swinger cruise. 
4,000 of them on the ship. 4,000. Oh, God. And they're just shagging everywhere. I was going to say, <laughs> imagine the STDs. Oh, I, oh my God. I, I mean, I was fascinated by this. I mean, how could you not be? 4,000 of them. Apparently, they employ their own, um, they bring their own cleaners. They don't use the cruise cleaners, thank God. Mm. Otherwise, you'd want, like, you know, big, big tips to do that. Um, God, Lord. Do you think Jurex and that kind of sponsor it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, it's, like, it's every year, um, like every November or something. So afterwards, I looked up reviews online. And Stacey, you'll love this. Um, <laughs> every every night they have like a theme night. So I found like an online blog of people just been on it and but like lots of photos but the faces being blurred out for obvious reasons. And every night they have a theme night. One night in particular was a superhero theme night. Oh god. Oh <laughs> god. So that I saw it was brilliant. It, it was four naked women, um, body painted as the teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> oh lord. Shit, how cool is that? Oh wow, that's uh, that's dedication that to is, a yeah, costume. It's very impressive. Oh, I not do that no. ever. No, I can't imagine anything worse than being covered in paint, which sounds stupid. But like, covered in a lot worse later on that night. Yeah, paint would be the least of your worries, I suppose. I've got to think about my pores. Like that's why I don't wear makeup. I don't like my face feeling like mm. unfree. It's weird. Because right. um, that's why I never, like, if I do fancy dress costumes, like, I remember once going to a party and somebody was like, oh, um, let's do a Simpsons thing. And mm. I was like, I'm not I'm not painting my face yet, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, which ruins it a little bit because you don't really look like a Simpson then. You just look like someone in a sweater. Yeah. yeah. Especially especially when you're going as Flanders. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. So were you not were you not like tempted to kind of cheat a bit this whole thing and just kind of like pre-record the last six hours or something? <laughs> well, I almost had to pre-record one bit, but um, I don't know how to broadcast pre-recorded things uh, on the live feed because um, unfortunately Jerry Duggan had to pull out um, of doing it and he did offer to do something beforehand that we could then like sort of broadcast but I thought it's kind of cheating because I could take a nap if we did that yes, and the, the point is the idea of it being a challenge mm. so yeah I'd feel a bit like I cheated then but, I have to um, say this is an incredible thing that you guys are doing Oh, really. thanks. It really Jeez. is. It, it I totally takes, fucking cheated, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I mean, it really, it's a feat of endurance doing something like this. Yeah, I didn't realise, like, I joked about it beforehand, like, core, how am I going to stay awake and stuff? And now I'm at this point and I'm like, shit, no, really, how am I going to, someone help me? Yeah. Poke me awake, someone, please. <laughs> oh, really, I mean, it's been a, like a couple of months since I've had to do an all night himself. Mm. But it, it gets to, like, a point after, like, two, three o'clock or something like that, then it, if for some reason you get through the wall and it just gets easier. Mm. I mean, are you guys going to go straight to sleep when it's over? I don't think I can because we're not finishing till nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, well, this morning. Oh, we're in the home we're stretch. Home stretch. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like if I go to sleep then, that's really going to throw me off for sleeping again on Sunday night. So I'm probably going to try and stay awake until at least sort of six. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I might take myself up and just set my alarm to wake up a I couple of nap. hours. If I nap, I will be the grumpiest arsehole when I get <laughs> I, I can nap. I don't mind being a grumpy bastard later, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I probably do it because it's a long day 
for me on Monday to get home again. So mm. I might just take a little cat nap and then... Yeah, I don't want you to fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Mm. I had to so that when I was driving down. So. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys like old friends or something? Actually, fairly new friends. Yeah. Um, when did we... We first we podcasted, met. wasn't it? Yeah. We, we didn't actually meet before we did no, the I parlour. No, I just listened to you. And then we met yeah. at um, Thought, Thought Bubble. Was it last year or the year before? It was a year before because we shared the hotel room last year. Yeah, that would have been was, weird if yeah. we'd have just been like, we've, we've yeah. spoken once, let's share everything yeah. for a weekend. But we were uh, at Thought Bubble together the year before that. Yeah. Yeah, because I stayed at the hotel next door and you and Phil mm-hmm. were... Were you there the year then that I, I introduced myself to Lee the second time and he already knew who I was? I don't think... At I the party. That was on the dance floor, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I was like, oh, hello, we haven't met. You're like, yes, we have. I'm like, I'm Stacey. You're like, I know. <laughs> I think I stayed at the party for about the first 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. the first year. And then I walked back with some bloke whose name I've forgotten. And we talked about comics and I got hot chocolate and then went to bed and that was delightful. Mm. See, I'm a, I'm a stay till the ender at the party, usually. Mm. Uh, last year was, yeah, it was good. It was good, oh. but I was knackered. I was gutted that last year I had to leave the party early because like a lot of our mutual friends just couldn't get into the party. Yeah, it was a crazy yeah, it was a crazy situation. I mean we we only sort of looked into getting in because as we arrived there and we were in the queue, a security guard was just coming out and basically saying you've got like an hour's wait. Yeah. And so a load of people pissed off, so then we were at the front of the queue. Like, yeah, as soon as we could get in. Um oh. yeah. I had a great night after that though as well. I mean, I saw um Rich is and Will and some of our other two thousand eighty buddies um at the hotel down the road. And had a great night with them after that. Well, that's good. So it wasn't a wasted journey because you only came oh. down for the party, didn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know. I didn't really get a chance to go on the dance floor. Mm. You know, the party was kind of gutted about that. You know, because I've got like about two or three dance moves that I just would have done over and over again <laughs> to impress people. See, I um, I don't really have any moves so much as a lot of flailing motions. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but I love I love dancing, but we very rarely go out dancing because a lot of my friends either we don't like the same kinds of music, so we do not want to go to the same places. Or uh, if Rich is there, then within about ten minutes of being on the dance floor, he's annoyed and outside texting us, "Let's go home." <laughs> so we don't we don't go out dancing very often. So like Thought Bubble is my yearly dance fest so like yeah. there was no way I was not getting into that party last year I was mm. like no I've waited all year for this I am in <laughs> oh, well I am I'm going to do my best to get into it again um, this year but this time to the actual convention I'm going to bring uh, my wife and new baby Aww. as well and show them off lovely um, and then I'll stick around for the night time as well oh lovely because you have to pay we must be able to definitely get into the party yeah, this year because you have to pay year. extra for the ticket yeah. don't you I have actually paid extra for the ticket this year but I know I'm like I'll get you so I don't know that I really want to go it's um, not too late to buy tickets yet is it because I haven't got mine yet no no, no I think they're them. still you can still get them yeah. but this year because they've moved it to a different venue and they've right. So they're now charging a fiver for a ticket for the party as well. Oh, hang on. Where's the party now, then? I don't know. I want to say it's the town hall, I but I could be no. talking straight out of my arse. <laughs> um, but it's it's a bit weird because the price of the con has gone up as well. Because mm. um, I'm sure last year it was only 20 quid. It's like 18, 20 quid, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, and this year it's 24. 
four. four. Yeah. So with the party ticket and then the booking fee, it's come to like 30 quid. Yeah. But I shouldn't complain because it's a really badass con and 30 quid is not that much money. Mm. Mm. I'll hear that. Cool. Well, um, yeah, this will be the first time I'll, I'll come to it just as a punter, I think. I don't want to... I'm not going to be at the 2008 table or anything, but I don't think I'll be doing any panels. I just want to walk around and say hello to everyone because there's so many people who haven't met our son yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just really want to show them off. <laughs> What's it like being a dad? Is it weird? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Aww. I didn't think I'd love it this much. But he is brilliant. I mean, I think I think we've been lucky in that he's a very, very happy baby. Mm. And he just brightens up people's faces when they see him. Aww. I, I love the arse of him. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is that he should have been in his nursery um, about a month ago. But um, I've got this constantly hanging over me. The fact that I haven't done this mural yet in his room. <sighs> so we can't put him in there yet. It's so bloody sad. I've done this stupidly complex picture that I've inked and I still need to colour it. Um, and I'm going to get blown up to two metres by two metres, like mm. a woodland scene with some cutie creatures in there and stuff. Um, well, I should have just done something a lot simpler and more baby-like. <laughs> um, oh, God, but, yeah, I feel so guilty that he's not, I've not had time to do it yet. Oh, man, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks it'll be sorted. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I heartily recommend having the baby. <laughs> yeah, but get, get on that now. But I was going to say, you say that, but you don't have to push one out of your vagina. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> you don't have to do the actual that's, that's the part that frightens me. Not having a kid. It's the it's the nine months of sheer shit, and then pushing something the size of a melon out of something the size of a lemon. <laughs> you know, I I really don't envy that. <laughs> I'm just like I can't imagine much worse, like ever in life than that oh god yeah I'll just steal yeah. a baby from someone else that's all <laughs> just take one just take one oh god alright okay, right so you and Iz had a podcast a while back didn't you we together? did we did yeah okay, what was that called again Comet Racks Oh. It was a hilarious double entendre because of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs. <laughs> oh, so how did you guys meet then? Me and Izzo, me and Jenny. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. The, well, that's that's a that's a, a geek syndicate tale of love, that is. We, um, the, I started listening to Geek Syndicate when I was in a very, very boring data entry office job, um, whereby... Basically, because it was like no phones answering or anything, it's literally just typing. And they said you can like listen to your iPhone and you can go in and basically faff on the internet. Like we are aware it's a boring job. We don't mind you entertaining yourself kind of situation. So I started listening to um, Geek Syndicate on the recommendation of my hubby and um, started posting on the forums and stuff. And Barry and Dave asked me to go on as one of their listener of the month things oh, cool. um, yeah, guys. I threw up beforehand I was so nervous <laughs> um, because I'm really bad at talking to new people and at the time as well I'd only just started reading comics and I was only just discovering just how much of a nerd I am um, so I went on that and I ended up I think I called Dave a man whore and we ended up talking for so long <laughs> that the episode came out in two parts and everybody thought it was brilliant uh, which I quite enjoyed yeah. um, and then the month after that is was the listener of the month 
and all of a sudden the Geek Syndicate forums were swamped with two girls should do a podcast together please yes thank you so we were like wow. we were like shall shall we um, so we decided we'd both go to um, the Birmingham Con that year mm. met up fell in love and started podcasting um, oh, cool. which was nice so yeah, yeah it's like it's like a good online dating story without the sex um, <laughs> I'm sure Rich is very disappointed that there was no sex <laughs> which Rich? <laughs> no yeah true <laughs> um, but yeah no it's it's one of those things where like because I'm so terrified of people I find it really nice to talk to them online a bit first so I feel mm. like I know a bit more about them but it's weird podcasting because then you go to cons and people know who you are and you haven't got a fucking clue who they are and you're like ah this is frightening mm-hmm. <laughs> creepy um, I don't get this thing that you, I've heard a few times now that you're, you're scared of people you do a podcast you talk to more you, this is it should, surely it would have <laughs> trained you to be used to people now no and you'd think wouldn't you no. <laughs> not even a tiny tiny bit like I'm just because I'm I worry a lot about what people think of me so I'm frightened that I'm going to come off like a massive knob the first time I meet people um, so like once I've met them once like that that's fine I'll be able to deal with you on a regular basis then <laughs> but like it's just that first time I'm like what if they think I'm a twat <laughs> God, I'm, a... I'm sure that would never, ever happen. You are a very lovely, funny person. Well, thank you. But some people think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. It's mo- But it's yeah. mostly people who are not, like, on our wavelength. Like, yeah. some people at work right. just can't get on with me because they think I'm loud and obnoxious. It's like, no, I'm just really talkative and I enjoy stuff. <laughs> but is it, has it got something to do with the fact that you just keep on shouting bull spunk at the top of your voice? <laughs> I don't do that in the office. No. Well, not all the time. I do swear at the office, though, much more than I probably should. No, I do at my office. But I like but everyone in my studio swears like that. Yeah. Well, see, though, I work in the NHS, so I should probably be a bit more careful. I don't have to worry in my studio. Yeah. I swear like a sailor. I swear like five swailers. Like swailers? Swailers. Sailors. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. What time is it? Half one. Uh, <laughs> we're starting the slow descent into madness. Uh, yeah. Tell you what, I do love the McAuliffe's and... Uh, and we're on, and yeah, because um, I know there's a group of us that like email each other occasionally, including a couple of like um, 2080 guys like Ben Wilshire and Alec Wally. Mm-hmm. And um, every time it's one like someone's birthday, I've gotten to the habit now of um, sending them a photo of one of my body parts <laughs> um, with a birthday message written on it. Um, sometimes it's a lot more than a, just a single body part, site like, what to do. Um, Okay, it's the, the last one. This one was a bit. It was. It wasn't like very sexy. It was just like basically me showing off my guns. With the message written on my bicep. <laughs> but Rich, I, I, I showed like um, my bare chest with a, a tattoo of his face on my chest. <laughs> um, Will got a good one. Will got the best one. Was um, it a bollock? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. A, it was a photo of me in a mankini, um, <laughs> wearing a strontine dog helmet. Um, oh lord! The um the the, the original photo was like um kind of from uh, my wife's hen party, where it kind of got blown up and it was like pinned really on the or something like that. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, you should ask her for it one day. Um, ben Wilshire, artist, two thousand eighty artist. I sent him a photo of my bare ass with his message written on it there. 
Um, but I really am running out of body parts now. I don't think I'm brave enough to show a picture of my willy. I was just going to say, a friend of uh, mine's got a little game that I feel like you should now play uh, with <laughs> the, with this like combination of birthday stuff. Um, it, she likes to call it international cock or ball. Is it a yeah. cock or is it a ball? And basically, you get out a bit of your genitals and show it to someone and we have to decide whether or not it is cock oh or ball. <laughs> You just have to do like a really extreme close up then. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty yeah. intimate game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you the person taking the picture. Only one of my. Well, you don't take a photo, you do say. it in person. Oh, wait, wow. Um, but only, bit, only wow. one of my friends has been um, has been brave enough to play it, and I incorrectly guessed cock, and it was ball. <laughs> but he shaves his balls, so how would I know the oh, difference? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. About, I think I could be brave enough to play it, but I don't think my friends would be into that type of thing. <laughs> uh, maybe if it was like, no, we'll call up some whittle. And yeah. Then, but no, my other friends wouldn't be. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, 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 I would totally do that. Yeah, I don't know what makes it international though, by the way. Like. Mm. <laughs> I think that's just because it fits for a nice theme tune and you can go international cockle ball is it a cock or is it a ball international cockle ball uh, yeah it's, it's an odd I've got odd friends I love it <laughs> oh dear oh, you'd have to have like really teeny tiny handwriting as well though to write like happy birthday on a small amount of like bollock or <laughs> shaft or something just know, to yeah be pretty intri- intricate work I, I do own a lot of fine landers though to be fair <laughs> oh gosh yeah, different weights I'm sure yeah you really do like 0.0 uh, 0.1 yeah there you go that'll do it <laughs> sorry now I'm getting inundated with tweets it's like international cock <laughs> or ball <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't have mentioned that oh well it's fine um, yeah, that's that's a nice fun family game for you to play. <laughs> it goes to show just what I think of you and your reputation, though, Lee. That I thought of you the other day when a friend of mine was telling me that she was looking for um, somewhere to get a massage in her right. area, and uh, she was like, <laughs> she's searching for places, and she went to visit one, and she had to turn around and leave again immediately because one of the massages they offered was a vaginal massage, oh but it. My- it was for 18, 18s and over, so basically it's a hand job. Yeah. Um, but wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they did ones for for the penis as well uh, and ball area, um, and that just right, made me it? immediately think of you. So <laughs> <laughs> really, wow. thank you. Okay, so is this technically a brothel then? Is that where it was? Well, I imagine. Like yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound very legit, does it? No. Um, no. No. I mean, I mean, the thing is, would you want to get massaged by someone who's potentially just had their hand up a chuff? It's. It has definitely devolved into the post-watershed section. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. You know. You know. Before I came on, before she went to bed, my wife was telling me, "Okay, be careful what you say." Okay. <laughs> Just remember, there's going, to, there's going to be a lot of people listening. Don't say anything you'll regret. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think you'll be fine. I think we already set the tone. From uh, the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. I just keep forgetting about different time zones, though, because I was thinking earlier, like, oh, it's after 11, no kids will be listening. But then I thought, shit, mm. America exists. <laughs> like, oh, other time zones no. exist, yeah, so, oops. So, can you see any type of, like, stats and stuff? Um, I could if I open the page, but I'm frightened to in case that crashes my internet, because I keep noticing I get little messages, but I don't want to open the page just in case. So to all the people who've sent me messages, which is mostly Barry and Phil, uh, sorry, right. sorry that I haven't looked... Um, but I'm scared to crash everything and cry. <laughs> yeah. The 16 hour and 40 minute mark is not when you want everything to fail, you yeah, technological yeah, yeah, wires. Yeah. So is this show is it going to be like available to listen to afterwards as well? Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm recording everybody's sections uh, as well as doing the live broadcast so that afterwards I can edit them down into like four or five shows with three or four different people on each. Um mm. So then, because the Just Giving page stays open for like three months after the event anyway, so people can still keep donating afterwards when they Excellent. listen. Yeah. Oh, I meant to say, I don't know if you know, but um, yeah, on your main website, yeah, the link to the Just Giving, it does, still doesn't work. Yeah, do you know, I've tried to change that like six times, and yeah. it just won't have it, so I've just left it there and hope people follow me elsewhere. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I might try and change it again when we next have a little gap, yeah. um, because it's starting to annoy me. <laughs> Although it seems like a bit late in the game, but still, I think people are getting through because we've put it on the Twitter and the Facebook. Yeah, and hopefully they're listening when I'm going. Please give us money. Yeah. I feel sad. <laughs> I've promised you a dance. What more do you want? <laughs> International cock and ball, apparently, yeah. the female version, according to some. Uh, <laughs> well, you've done brilliant up to now. And you, what was it? You raised nearly what five hundred pounds? Yeah, it? we were at just under five hundred last time I looked, and I, I don't know if anybody else has donated since. Um, five hundred and twenty-nine pounds and sixty-eight. Ooh, have you seen how much Adam Hughes gave? Yeah, what the? I almost shit myself. Jesus. How Fucking generous is that? What, I, like I am gonna cyber snog him when he comes on later. Yeah. <laughs> like that is a wicked donation. Um, what, what an what absolute What a guy, badass. what a hero. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to talk to him. I might just vomit. It, I don't know how I'm, I might actually vomit just from sheer exhaustion, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to form words. Yeah. I'm just gonna, uh, <laughs> uh, Any idea what he's working on right now? Um, No. Not really. Uh, he's still doing the fairest covers and stuff, yeah, I think. Um, But to be honest, like, I've been too scared to look him up in case I just get super daunted, so... (laughs) I'm like, I'll just talk to him about Archer, it'll be fine. He's not involved in it, but he loves it, so it's it's cool. Um, Okay, then. (sighs) Yeah, I need to watch that, apparently. You do? Yeah. You do? Yeah, it's good. Do you um, what about Bob's Burgers as well? I love Bob's Burgers. Did you Burgers. see the crossover that they did with Archer? Yes, but I saw that before I started watching Bob's Burgers, so I did oh, not get man. it at the time. And now that I'm was... like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was so clever. Yeah, brilliant. I'm brilliant that the, the same guy voices, uh, voices both characters mm. as well. Yeah, I love that guy's voice. But I was saying earlier, he does not look like how I expected him to look. <laughs> so when you hear that voice, you expect somebody to look a bit like Archer. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't. Uh-huh. 
Tell you what, one show I need to watch, I need to watch Adventure Time. Yes, you bloody well do. Everyone raves about it. And I didn't know until I put up a photo but um, of, like, we went for a walk, family walk, and my dog's name is Jake, mm-hmm. and oh, my, my son's name is Finn. <laughs> uh, I didn't oh. know that at the time. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, it's like a Halloween costume waiting to happen. It is. Yeah, I know. I know. So cute. I uh, I actually had a dream a few months ago that I'd had twins and I called them Finn and Jake. A little fact for you. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> now, Adventure Time is wicked because it's people people don't understand why I love it so much. Um but it's like it's definitely a show for adults that happens to appeal to kids. Like mm-hmm. it's got a lot of fairly deep and meaningful themes and stuff that it touches on like and it's it can be really sad. Uh one one episode not long ago made me have an actual cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a, it was an episode where not to spoil too much for you, but he f- he thinks he's the last human on Ooh at the time and then he finds out his dad's still alive so he goes and finds him. Yeah. And, uh, and his dad's just like not interested. Uh, and as somebody who has not had a dad knocking around in her life, it's, uh, it was pretty like, <laughs> heart wrenching. Um, oh, in fact, he tries to hold on to his dad so hard, his, his whole entire right arm gets torn off. <laughs> like, it's really distressing. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Um, I have to say, I watched the final, the last, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the end day. And have you seen it yet? No, I think I'm an episode behind because okay, was it on on Thursday in America? Um, because Rich went to a festival on Thursday, so my means of obtaining things has disappeared. Ah, um, so I think the last one I saw, what happened in it? I actually don't remember what happened in the in the one previous to the one that you've seen. I want to see. Um, <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Oh, I'm so bad um, at memories. Over here, um, I won't say what happened, but it was a big holy shit moment. Oh no. Which really? obviously it should have in a final episode. Am I Am I going to have a cry? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh. Nothing happens to Ice Cream Kitty, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I love Ice Cream Kitty. Um, sorry, am I allowed to eat during this? What's oh, the etiquette? Yeah, no, it's fine. I have uh, eaten a lot during it, so, you know. <laughs> okay. Absolutely fine. I've nearly finished a four-pack of yum-yums. Oh, I love yum-yums. Bloody love yum-yums. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I was supposed to be on a diet, but... <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I was supposed to be um, following a diet that... Uh, there's a lady at work who... Um, she's doing a personal training course at the moment to become a personal trainer, and um, she's given me, like, a, f- a totally free 12-week ex- exercise plan to sort of help me with my weight loss, but I really haven't been sticking to it. <laughs> but, yeah, but I've seen your progress on Facebook, and it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's coming along. I've still got a bit of uh, tum to shift, but... Um, yeah, it's just, I, I keep going through fits and starts where, like, I get very bored very easily, particularly of the gym, because it's the same stuff, like, every time you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to, I wanna like, do a class or something, but I'm not brave enough to do a class by myself, but I don't know anybody else at my gym, so I don't really know what to do. Uh, mm. So I just... I sh- sorry, go on. I was just going to say, so I just keep, like, thinking I'm just going to get Dance Central and, like, thrush around my living room. <laughs> Mm. Or like a lunatic. So I stopped um, going to gyms and stuff like that. I don't like doing it in front of people either. Mm. But also, I think I 
talked about this on um, Whittle's podcast um, a while back, but it's the change room situations I hate in these things. It's like with gyms and swimming pools. Mm. The blogs don't bother using cubicles to change. They'll just walk around bollock naked. See, uh, the gym I go to is incredibly cheap. And mm. uh, and so there are no cubicles. You go in and there's lockers and showers and and there's three toilet cubicles. There's no like actual changing places. So mm. I always get changed in the toilet cubicles because I cannot deal with people seeing any of my fleshy bits. No, thank you. But I just mm. what bothers me is women that stay naked to do things they could do in at least their underwear, if not more clothes. Like the other day, I walked into the changing room to like sort of put my stuff in the, in the locker and that. And there's this girl who was like she's a pretty hefty girl stark bullock naked just applying roll-on deodorant to her armpit really slowly and i was like you could be wearing at least a bra and pants for this you do not need to have your minge out (laughs) to do this this is not acceptable what are you doing it's like the bloke from the last time very final time i went to a men's change room it was everyone's naked in there it was like and then you bloke sitting on the bench, and then there's a guy talking to him, um, with his not basically in the guy's face, just having a regular talk like it's no big deal at all. I mean, don't get me right, I don't mind like getting my arse off and stuff like that. I've done it like quite a few times on Facebook. You know, if there's like a nice view, nice view of the countryside, no one's around, I'll pull my pants down and we'll take a funny photo. <laughs> Same thing. Like on our honeymoon in um, Death Valley, I did that a couple of times. You know, <laughs> no big deal. But no, I'm not going to wave my junk in another guy's face. No, no, that's just rude. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, women have that extra layer of like, well, I shaved two days ago, and, and my legs going to be so prickly mm. yet that people will notice, or uh, like, I just can't be bothered. Just go straight to the toilet, change in there. <sighs> Gyms, man, that's so much effort. Mm. Do not go to them. I have started trying to run outdoors, but that's difficult because I have hay fever. I'm scared of most bugs and also dogs. So it's like every time I see an animal, it's like, right, I'm going to add 10 minutes to my run because I've gone back on myself to go this way and then over there and, oh, numpty. Mm. I can't be trusted. I test running, but I, me, we signed up for a, and to do a 5K cold run mm-hmm. that we did last weekend in Manchester. Um, I, I wait, I, I just, oh, I, I just detest running. I really do. Um, so you chose to do one where they dump paint on you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. I, I, only, I only did like four practice runs before. We had like months and months to prepare for it. I just could not be bothered going outside to train for it. I really couldn't. So yeah, four little runs I did, four 15-minute runs I did. And that was it. Well, the thing is though, you get there. And it was it was fun, but you're not running the whole five k. Um, there's like four stages, four or five stages where they throw paint on you, mm. and at every stage, everyone just stops and literally queues <laughs> just to, just to have paint chucked on you. It just ruins the whole momentum of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of assumed you'd all be running and it'd be very dramatic that people just like throwing it at yeah. you from the sides. Because like um, somebody asked me if I wanted to do the colour run and I was thinking about doing it until I realised there was like a £25 sign up fee. Mm. And I was mm. like, that's too expensive to ruin my clothes with paint and mm. have me run around, like, because running's hard. Mm. 
Well, I was too fat to wear the, the T-shirt, that, the official T-shirt that they gave me. <laughs> so I just wore, like, a stretchy vest. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good look for me. I don't know. I keep doing it. I keep wearing the vests, just trying to convince myself that I look good in them. But I don't think I do. But now it's too late now. There's, like, photos of me in vests, like, everywhere. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm going to let you know. Right, did you see on Facebook um, a week or two ago a photo of me doing a really impressive kung fu kick? Yes, I did. Were you impressed by it? I was impressed by it. Yeah. I was impressed by the balance, to be honest, yeah. because I can't stay standing on two feet most times. <laughs> so. Well, that was because my sister, um, she's into all kinds of like health stuff and she was doing some type of high kicky type thing mm-hmm. took a photo of it put it on Facebook and I was basically challenged to do the same thing obviously I can't do that shit for anything <laughs> so I'm going to let you know on the secret and I'm guessing that you know everyone who saw it on Facebook they're not going to be up now listening to <laughs> right now yeah I kind of cheated that's a Facebook job I'm sorry I mean sorry a Photoshop job Lee Gallagher. Yeah. If I knew your I, middle name, I'd have thrown that in there as well. Francis. Lee Francis Gallagher. <laughs> Thing is, though, but well done. When I did it, I didn't mean for it. It was meant. It was literally just a ten-minute job. Um, it was meant to look. I tried to make it look intentionally shit, <laughs> but when I did it, it actually looked really impressive. <laughs> So I just let everyone just carry on saying, oh, my God, that looks impressive. It's so good. Oh, God. There is a picture of me in existence dressed as Misfit from Birds of Prey, uh, mm-hmm. kicking my husband Rich in the face, yeah. and he's dressed as Hot Rod. Um, and I was attempting to do, like, a really awesome high kick, but I lost my balance. So the photo was taken as I was trying to regain my balance. So it actually looks like I'm trying to kick him in his belly, which is a lot less impressive than right in the face. Um, so I was a bit sad about that. And I was like, can we take it again? And they were like, you'll just fall over. Uh-huh. Why are you trying? <laughs> just stop. See, see, the original photo that I photoshopped, I could literally only lift my leg about a quarter of the way up of what, it showed, what the final one shows. <laughs> see, I'm intrigued now to see how far I could get my leg up, but I'm not going to try it on air. Because mm. <laughs> it's not very good for you know podcasting that's audio. Uh, and also I'll probably fall down. <laughs> So, how about you, Jenny? You were like into fitness and all that type of thing. Oh fuck no! no. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I was going to say I'm not into fitness. It's I'm not into it's it simply a case of I need to lose weight because I'm unhealthy. It's not like you know how people actually like basically live at the gym, and I can't quite figure out why you would want to do that. Mm. I'm thinking, nah, I've kind of got to. Otherwise, I'll just be extra flabby. So I mean, I ought to go back to do like swimming or something just to put mm. my fitness back up because it's shocking. Um, I might look thin, but that's just because I've got high metabolism. Mm. I so, wish I had a high metabolism. You know, but I do notice when I sit sometimes, oh, there's a small belly. I ought to do something about that. My arms do that weird wobbly thing. I ought to do something about. But I just generally can't give a shit. Mm. Um, I will eventually. But because I just well, because I'm. Because I'm part of the two drama groups, and for one of them, I, I'm directing musicals. I just finished one, and I'm now in the throes of starting the next one. Idiot. But the stress <laughs> and all the anxiety of that generally mm. keeps 
Well, I was going to say, in the, in the rehearsal time and stuff as well, you haven't really got much no. let's go to the gym time. No. I'm not one of those crazy people who get up early in the morning to go before oh, work. No. That's bonkers. So get up early to go to work, and then Tuesdays and Thursday evenings, half seven to ten is to rehearsals, and then usually to the pub afterwards on the Thursday. So it's... Nice yeah, and I don't know, I'm just too tired. I'm impressed with how I suppressed that yawn just then. I bet mm. nobody even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. See, I've basically become a professional at holding in my belly. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm pretty sure for most of my life I've just done that unconsciously. Like, just unconsciously. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I am trying to master the art of crunches. But whatever I'm doing has apparently zero effect on my abs. Uh, <laughs> well, because I've just, I, I cannot do a sit up, guys. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Um, which is why I hate going to the gym because there's people there who are like, you know, lifting other people over their heads and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, hello, tiny weights machine. Uh, yes, 10 pounds, that'll do. <laughs> So, who have you got coming up after me? Um, we are getting Jenny Gilblad on for a little bit. She's terrified because she doesn't like interviews and stuff. But I have reliably informed her that this isn't really this an, isn't interview, an interview, so interview so much as a ramble yeah, fest. Just a chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and also possibly Barry of Geek Syndicate fame. And then we've got Pat. Wow, what time's that going to be? About four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then uh, and then at five thirty we've got Pat Loika. I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then Adam Hughes, yeah, which I'm, that's the one I'm and breaking it about because kind of he's, right yeah, he's going to, I don't know how sensible I'm going to be at that time of the morning. So <laughs> I'm hoping by that time that this, this waving of, oh, I just want to go to sleep is going to pass over. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm hoping I'm going to, I'm going to break through the wall any yeah. time, any time now. Yeah. <laughs> all these people that say tweeting us and saying oh I want to stay up but I have to go to bed but I really want to stay up and sit bastards yeah <laughs> see I don't know what to do after this like my, my wife is telling me I should go to bed after you were done but I've got all this work in front of me and I don't know if she just stay up for another couple of hours just working oh, that's I don't madness. know I don't absolute know. madness see, no it's just well I got a bit of a scare today you see because we were hanging out in this like park festival thing before and I made the stupid mistake of looking on Facebook on my phone. And the first thing I saw was um, writer Gordon Rennie's status, where it showed um, the subscriber copy of this week's, um, next week's 2008. And it's the it's our story, like starting, you see. Uh-huh, okay. And I'm only, it's there's 10 parts, and I'm only just drawing episode 7 now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> so, and he hasn't even, he hasn't written the rest of it yet either. Oh dear. Well, that's not... <laughs> yeah, which he admitted to in a status update. So, oh man, it's it's a bit, it's always a very scary time. This like we should be like way further ahead than this. I but, saw I saw your illustration though on your um I think it's on your blog of your Tower of London, which I thought was bloody brilliant. Oh, thank you. Oh, the um, double page spread from the foe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks for that. Oh, I've got Defoe, but I haven't read it yet. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't, mm. Unfortunately, I'm really awful and I don't really know it, but I just saw that. I thought that's the tip. I've got like a really big, a really, really big pile of things to read. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's on there and it will get read. It's just like working my way through. Mm. <laughs> Which one have you got? Is it the um, 
the it's the trade that you've got, is it? Yeah. With the the white with the zombie babies on it. Yes. <laughs> yes, the white cover. Yeah, okay that. That's, that's the there's two collections of the photo you see. The second one with the zombie babies on the cover, that's visually the more advanced one. Um because yeah, I was a better artist by that point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't... But, um, sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna say I, th- I actually think the cover was red, but I can't. Oh, oh, well, in that case, that's the first one. Then that was a like with the picture frame on it. Yeah. 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 That's the first one there. Yeah, that was in my very overrendered days <laughs> of the foe, and basically that was about six years ago, if not longer. So I've advanced as an artist since then. <laughs> Hopefully, just a little bit. Um. But yeah, this acrylic, we need to get this acrylic sorted. Oh, God. It's, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a ball when it's like this. Because usually, <laughs> I mean, right, it, usually it's not a problem when I'm working on the foe um, and it comes to print day and you've still got three more episodes to do. But with Aquila, it's getting covered by Dylan Teague, so there's one more person to think of in the production line, you see. Mm. So it doesn't just go straight to a letter so now we have to factor in how much time he needs as well for each page. Yeah. So it's a tough one, anyway. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I definitely couldn't be an artist because I'm not only am I crap at art, but even if I was good at it, I'm like I'm a total perfectionist and I'm not good at deadlines. So I'd just be like, no, you are not having it. I am not finished, and people would be like, well, great, this book's not happening. <laughs> Instantly fired. <laughs> yeah, thank- thankfully, being a designer, I just worked deadlines all the time, and hours at work have got shorter and shorter, which is just terrific. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, so what type of design do you do? Uh, I do graphic design, but we I work for a company. We do business to business magazines, mm-hmm. um, things like the oil industry and shipping and. And stuff, and health and safety is one that I work on. Uh, <laughs> but um, we do all that stuff. But I, I mean, I've I've been very fortunate that someone that I used to work with was a member of the Norfolk Young Farmers, and she asked me if I would um, basically redo their logo for them, nice. um, incorporating their little daisy logo they have. So I did it for them to go on a cover of their magazine, and now they just contact me for other stuff. I do oh, their. Cool. Social, you know, social gathering posters and charity. Yeah. I did the charity. Lo- they did a insane cycle from Edinburgh to Yarmouth or something, or what? to Norwich or something like that. It was absolutely insane. But I did their their logo for them for that. Um, and they do a, a charity pantomime every year. And last mm. year was their um, their fiftieth fiftieth anniversary doing them. So they asked me if I would do their A four panto program for them because I do all the programs for my theatre group usually mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine just did thoroughly modern Millie for me and the group which was great because it took a load off my shoulders but I know I did this A4 one for it was called Frankenstein the Pantomime <laughs> Ooh, cool. okay and I, I got paid for that one as well which was delightful um, getting paid is pretty yeah. boss because <laughs> they do everything for charity I generally don't charge them and they give me letters of reference and stuff and it all goes in my portfolio mm. but I love doing that and I like doing the programs for the theatre stuff but when I'm directing it's just it's too much for me to do because mm. I directed Honk which is the Ugly Duckling musical it's brilliant <laughs> and I did that a couple of years ago and we had a designer lined up to do the program and then he dropped out a couple of months before it had to go to press it's like oh shit all right 
I've got templates, give it all to me and I'll, I'll get it done. And I did. But on top of directing, and it was not, it was not easy directing, and it wasn't the cast at all, it was every other bollock shit that went on, in, including my, one of my lead cast dropping out a month before Curtain Up. See, that's you know. why. That's why you should have somebody like me who would just vomit on stage and everybody would be yep. really uh, entertained. <laughs> Thankfully, my, the cast that I just had for Thoroughly Modern Millie were fantastic. And we had a really great show. And now my best friend and I, um, he's my musical director, I'm stage director, and a very good friend of ours is our choreographer. And we're doing Peter Pan the musical. And we cannot wait. It's the people that wrote Honk, Styles and Drew, they wrote this version of Peter Pan, and it's gorgeous. Mm. It's not a panto, it's a musical. And the text is so close to the original 1904 text, including the afterthought, which... I'm not going to tell you about because um, it's too much of a lovely surprise unless you know what the after thought and story was. Um, but it's really lovely. Mm. And its end song is like punch you in the heart fantastic. <laughs> That's a good recommendation. Yeah. Can I ask why is a play about an ugly duckling called Honk? Because it's the ugly, dunk, the ugly duckling, and he's obviously a swan, Hark. and he goes, Hark! Ah, right, Hark. sorry. Yeah. And, gotcha. and, until he gets a proper bird call, I suppose. Did I come off as really, really stupid then? No, no, not at all. Because <laughs> people don't really know, you know it is a very well-known show, unless mm. I guess you're really into musical theatre, I suppose, but even some of them didn't know it. But it's a really lovely show, and the music's really great, and my friend who's musical directing Peter Pan played Ugly. Bless him. You say Ugly, I don't mean it like that, let's just call you Honk. Um, he played the lead, and as soon as he comes on, he hatches from his egg, and the first thing he says is Honk! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's delightful. Brilliant. And it's just six months of my life, pretty much either side. <laughs> I, always, I always got really sad when I was at school, because I loved acting, but I was so absolutely unconfident in my abilities to do so that I never got any good parts and stuff so like we did uh, we did like a Bugsy Malone style play and mm. I got so uh, nervous singing the song I was supposed to sing that I got demoted to random flat <laughs> in background uh, just doing a bit of a sort of 20 style dance um, and then there was another play where I, I was screaming girl number two because I couldn't be screaming girl number one because she got a line and I might have thrown up <laughs> <laughs> see I've played a roller skating robot called Ariel in Return to Forbidden Planet which is a, a pretty cool rock and roll jukebox musical mm -hmm. but I was in rollerblades on a stage that has oh, a slight yeah. incline towards the audience Oh yikes. Uh, so that was fun it was actually, it was a lot of fun because it wasn't the usual people and all the leads and the rest of us that were all the leads this time really banded together and had an awesome time. Um, played Laurie, the leading lady in Oklahoma. It's the only leading lady I've ever had, so Aww. to speak. Um, that's I, um, I once played an alien in the nativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had one of those really quirky teachers who was like, let's put a spin on the nativity. <laughs> so the idea was that we landed on Earth during Christmas, modern day Christmas, and we're like, what's all this shit in your trees and stuff? Like, what's <laughs> happening? What is happening? And so people would sit down and explain to us the idea of like, hey, there was this baby and, and all that awesome stuff. No, but the worst part was is that during all the rehearsals, I did this really well. And then on the actual night that we did the first nativity, well, it wasn't a night because we were like two yeah. and shit. Well, older than that, obviously. Um, but on the actual day when we did the actual performance in front of our parents, right at the end of the play, I just went, 
what's that going to do with tinsel in trees? <laughs> like, really loudly. And all the parents are laughing, and my teacher's just looking at me like, I hate your face right now. <laughs> like, proper murderous stare, like you've ruined my vision. Yeah. And I was like, legitimate question. What has it got to do with the trees, though? Like... <laughs> Don't have the trees as your central conceit for telling me this story, and yeah. then it's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> have you heard of Avenue Q? Have you seen? I've seen Avenue Q. Seen Muppets, for the, for Muppets for adults, because the mm. the Threshold Players Group in Norwich are doing that because it's now available for amateurs. Oh, but yeah. it's it's nearly two grand just to hire the puppets, and you have Whoa. to pay for the rights for the show as well, and that's about. Four to Steve would so correct me. It's about four to six hundred pounds just to get the rights to do it. Jeez! And it's a couple of grand for the puppets, and they send you out a rehearsal set, and then you have to send all of those back before they'll send you the show set. Mm. I'd love to do it. I would never get chosen, but I'd love to because it's such a small company. Mm. But it's such a good show. It is brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. I think last time I was on your show, I told you about how I had to play in like our school plays. I had to be one of the sheep, but um, yeah, but it was up to our parents to dress it up. So my mum got me a woolly jumper um, to wear, put her head on, got all like big logos on it and shit on the back. <laughs> but then uh, instead of black tights, she got me bright green tights. <laughs> um, and then, and then for another one, I had to be the goose in the um, Twelve Days of Christmas. Okay. Um, I had to drop a. A silver rugby ball, like from my arse. <laughs> and then I don't think I forgot to tell you that, like, I didn't do any more, well, thing until, like, you, like we did um, a like a funny Alan Partridge tribute video for a friend's 30th birthday where we'd reenact, like, all the best scenes from the show. Um, so there was the part where like one of us were in bed and like the like the other person like covered in chocolate and my mate Nicky does the best Alan Partridge impersonations. So and then we found like a field and then the part where he's like yeah, got he's found a stalk he's got a stalker and he's being chased across the field. <laughs> and then but the but then he, he chickened out on the final parts of it, you know, was like his um his dream sequences where he's dressed as like a, a lap dancer. Like for the BBC guy. <laughs> Um, and he's like dressed up like like he's got like rubber undies and stuff. <laughs> so he's chickened out. So guess who had to step in and man up? That would be me. Obviously you. Obviously yeah. you. But we were wearing like the whole time like wearing these like big um, cardboard face masks of like our, of the birthday boy. Uh, so there's me like gyrating around with the red disco lights as well. Um, <laughs> So there's me thank Jay around a little pair of movies. <laughs> oh god, it's ridiculous. And the thing is though, the thing is, right, it's one of those times where you think it's really funny and it is really funny between you and your close mates who were in on the joke. But then, then you make the mistake of thinking that your your girlfriend's mates are gonna find it hilarious. So you <laughs> you put on the DVD and then you're just sitting there in fucking awkward silence. <laughs> All these scenes playing out, and it's cringy. It's cringy, and after that, you just don't show it to anyone else ever. <laughs> we uh, we made a video once of um, 
it's like really badly edited sort of photographs of our mate that were just like star wipe to another photo and then like a, a hexagonal like you know crazy wipe to the next one and it's just all it's just photographs of him to um don't love me for fun girl uh, which is a brilliant song because he's slightly irish you see yeah. and um and we we put this video on and we all fell a bit laughing thought it was the best he thought it was brilliant a couple of about a month or so later, we put it on at a party and there were a couple of people there who'd never met Key before who literally just sat there like, what's funny? Like, oh, what's, what's going on? And we were like, no, it's really hilarious. It really is. And they're like, uh, I don't. No, okay. it's not. Like, um, awkward. Yeah. Awkward. The thing is, this Alan Partridge, it was genuinely brilliant. We felt like my mum, we went to, even went to my mum's caravan as well to film scenes there. Like the whole air guitar thing that he does. <laughs> we did that like to perfection I need to watch more Alan Partridge because I've only seen a couple of episodes and then Alpha Papa mm. Alpha Papa's amazing though I was never a fan I mean I love the fact it was filmed all in the city I work in in Norwich because obviously he's based around yeah. there apparently but uh-huh. um, I've, my brother's a big fan but I've never never got into it mm. Rich loves it um, so and inevitably, I will love it one day when mm. he forces me to watch all of it. <laughs> oh shit! I just reached for another yum yum and then just realised I've run out. <laughs> Mother, okay. how many were in this packet? Four. <laughs> we only got them. We only got them about like five hours ago. <laughs> That's uh, a lot of yum yums for one I evening. Oh, I know. Damn it. Says so the girl who's eaten a metric shit ton of Maltesers. Uh, oh, so. What, so what snacks do you have in front of you then? Too many, actually. I'm feeling a little bit sick now. Because, um, <laughs> like, aside from our little sort of miniature feast of uh, random crap from the um, pizza place, we've also got cupcakes and Maltesers and Skittles and Chewits and biscuits of various kinds nice. and cheesy balls and then we yeah. tried to be healthy so we had a pack of grapes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it though but I've kind of hit that time at night now where I just I don't really want to eat <laughs> yeah anymore yeah I'm hitting that time of night now where I'm thinking wouldn't it be nice if I was in, in bed Oh, I'm definitely not. I've made it this far. We're not going to bed now. Or at least I'm not. I mean... I um, could say fuck you and go. I was going to say, yeah, you could. But then me going to the toilet would be super awkward. I don't think the mic oh, yeah, thing would reach that yeah, far. Be... And also nobody wants to hear me pee. Or have a massive poo. <laughs> you, you, you'd be surprised there's all kinds of weirdos up there. <laughs> that would probably get some really interesting listeners and tweets. <laughs> So I'm kind of curious about like Nuge later. I mean, I think I saw a while back on his Facebook that he gets up ridiculously early to to write his book. Yeah, is that um, so? When you speak to him later, did you can be waking up? Possibly, yeah. Uh, I might have to um, I might have to badger him about that book because like I love Nuge. I straight up love Nuge, right? But yeah. seriously, mate, it's been almost ten years since the last fucking book. Like, <laughs> okay, that might be a slight exaggeration. When did I meet Nuge? About 2007? Uh-huh. So it's been about at least six years since this book. <laughs> um, yeah, hop to it, mate. <laughs> hop to it. You're going to do three? Just get on with it, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, him and uh, Dave are like the best dancers I've ever seen. Oh my God, I am embarrassed to be on a dance floor anywhere mm. near them pair because yeah. they are just demons. 
I make the mistake of um, like challenging them, Barry, to a dance-off. No, like, foolish. Or, yeah, yeah. Foolish. Um, yeah. What, what the hell was I thinking? Seriously. I, don't know. I remember the first time I went to Thought Bubble, they were both there and... Um, and we and like Barry started dancing. I thought I can do this. I just started dancing next to him, and I thought, do you know what? I'm quite a bad dancer anyway, but I've never looked more completely white than dancing next to them pair. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just sad and embarrassing. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna go over here now because you're making me, uh, you're making me sad. <laughs> um, but every time I see Barry and Dave, for some reason, I want to play Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison because I feel like they would rock the shit out of that song. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, they just ooze smoothness. Yeah, they really do. I love Barry and Dave. Dave does uh, good bear his, hugs. His hugs are the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, at one con, I got really drunk and kept calling him Monty, and I don't think he appreciated it. <laughs> um, but that's what happens when you put me around wine. So you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. So what do you think you should do then? Should I stay up and work for a bit or should I go to bed? Stay up, we are. Stay up <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, stay, stay up, up just listen to us. to us probably talk about pants again at some stage. Uh-huh. Um, what, what was this conversation about pants that I missed? We were uh, we were discussing how my pants are rubbish because all of my right. pants are just plain black pants. So one of my friends from America sent me a pair of Ninja Turtles pants with a little note to say that her husband was really distressed by the idea of her buying underoos for her friend. <laughs> and then we started talking about days of the week underwear. Yeah, that's right. Um, and how if you wore the wrong day, people might think you were just that riffy that you've been wearing <laughs> those pants since the the last time that other day happened. So yeah, it's uh, it was I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when uh, it's been 17 hours of talking. Yep. Oh, man. Well, 17, 17 hours. hours. I made the mistake, what was it? Um, I think it was the Cardiff Convention last year, I think. Um, I was sharing the room with the 2008 artists. And, oh, hello, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just heard the um, Skype thing go off. Oh, okay then. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, and I made the mistake of forgetting to bring any underwear. Um, so he was very disturbed by the fact that I was sleeping naked in the same room as him. Um, yeah, I think I'd be somewhat concerned. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, crumbs. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go to make your decision about whether or not you're going to hit the high or do some work because I need a wee. Okay. I'm going to stay up for another 45 minutes, I think. I'll stay up till 3 o'clock and work, and I'll listen for a bit longer. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Oh, God. Okay, guys, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I just, need to, I just need to wake up. I need to get past this little wall that I've hit. Yeah. Climb over it. Just uh, get past it in the crotch. Yeah. Uh, Have you got, like, why don't you, like, put up photos with, like, sexy men and stuff like that? And I don't know. That might encourage me to want to go to sleep to have some sexy dreams. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. I don't know what other advice I can give you then. Just, just, just don't, don't fall asleep. Yeah. Just don't fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. Freddy yeah. Krueger will get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sexy photos of naked men is like the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Well, just trying to get us to ask you to send us a sexy naked photo of yourself. Send us an international cock or balls. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is ask Whittle for that photo. <laughs> oh dear. 
<sighs> okay, guys, it's been lovely. Hi, it's, it's been, been an absolute lovely. pleasure yeah. chatting to you. You're doing brilliant. Very Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be by the end when it's devolved into chaos, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Have fun anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Speak, Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.